lot of people can't wait to go to the World Series of Poker. And welcome, everybody, to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff, Drexel, and Vowels show. We still don't have an official name for it yet, but we will get one soon enough. And this is the second week of our show. Glad everybody's here to join us tonight, or whenever you might be listening to this, we broadcast not only live on PokerFraudAlert.com every Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, but we also are in iTunes, we're in Stitcher, and we even have an RSS feed if you don't want to use any of that stuff. And we even have MP3 archives on our site, so pretty much every possible way you can think of to listen to this show exists, so there's no excuse not to listen if you want to hear it. So, uh, again, welcome, everybody, and uh, I'd like to welcome first my two co-hosts. We have uh, Brandon Drexel-Gerson. Hello. Hey, Todd. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. And uh, how are you? I'm good. I was surprised. I was actually trying to guess which 80s song you were going to play today. You know, I almost did. I almost played an 80s song at the last second. I said, you know what? I I hate to do what, like, everybody else is going to do and that is play this World Series song by Seriously Serious. But I decided to anyway because I thought it was really good. I thought this was his best work aside from Black and Yellow, which I thought was a work of genius. But aside from that first really big song he did, uh, I think this is his second best effort ever, and I wanted to to play it and give him some credit for it, especially because it's so appropriate right now, given that we just had the first major uh, World Series event uh, just take place the other day. Absolutely. I, I actually, I, I totally concur with you that uh, I love the song, and even I'm sure you've seen the, the YouTube video just with the uh, video bites that are edited in there. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing. I like it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was very well done. And uh, so, anyway, uh, hopefully this week we're going to have a better time with our technical issues. Uh, last I week we, so. yeah, we had a few cutouts, and oh, that we have a third I host such too. A sexy voice, isn't we, it? Well, that we had a third host. Let me hear it. Yeah, let me uh, introduce our third host here. This is Angel, also known as Vowels, and very glad to have you on the show. And uh, we had some complaints that you were not utilized enough last week, and I fully agree with those complaints. Uh, you weren't. No, no fault of your own. Uh, we talked too much, and uh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't give the people what they wanted, and that was more vowels, so we're going to correct that this week. And Well, I, you know, I think last week it was the first shot at it, and I was trying to just be respectful and find my place on the show, so we'll, we'll make it right. Yeah, we're making it right tonight for sure, and uh, we have a lot of things to do tonight, and the good news here, the good news for everybody is we are not under a time limit tonight, so whereas before we had to end the show and rush through certain segments and... Uh, not take certain phone calls, or not take any phone calls, actually. Uh, Tonight, we're going to just do it until we get everything done, take all the calls we need or want to take, and uh, when the show ends, it ends. If it's long, it's long. If it's short, it's short. I don't think it's going to be short, because we have a lot of different things that uh, we have planned tonight, and it'll take a while to get through all those, but uh, of course, we will welcome phone calls. Uh, right now, I don't want to take any calls because we have some things to do this first hour, but I will tell you guys when you can call in. Uh, just for future reference, the phone number is area code 775-FRAUD-55. That's 775-372-8355. Please show your caller ID when you call in or you probably will not get through. So uh, before I get to anything else, I want to remind everybody that we have a free roll tonight for $50 Actually, sorry, not $50. At least $55, and maybe even $65, cash money. And when I say cash money, I really mean cash money. I don't mean you're, you're going to get the money on some 
sleazy poker site and you have to find some way to get it off or clear off some bonus or whatever, you don't have to do any of that crap. If you win money in our free roll tonight, I will send it to you in whatever way you'd like. I'll send you a check. I'll send you PayPal. I will give you cash at the World Series. Whatever way you'd like it, I'll give it to you. Real cash money. No tricks. <laughs> no no bonuses. No BS like that. You just you just get money. I mean, it, it can't be more simple than that. So uh, the way you play this free roll is you go to the no Fraud Online Poker Room, which is the tab near the po- top of our site on PokerFraudAlert.com. It takes place at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 20 minutes from right now, on the No Fraud Online Poker Room. There is no buy-in, not even any play chips. So you can sign up a new account right now and still play, even though you won't have any chips, because it has a free buy-in. Now, there is one restriction that won't apply to a lot of you, but to some of you it will. You had to have registered on PokerFraudAlert.com with an account. You didn't have to do anything with it, but it had to be registered by May 21st, 2012, at 5.30 p.m. No posts necessary? No posts necessary, no chat necessary, no PMs necessary. You All you had to do was register an account and just let it sit if you want. But it had to have been done, so unless you have a time machine to go back before May 21st and you want to play this you're not going to qualify for the free roll if you don't have an account unless you send me a PM or send me an email, dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com, exactly as it sounds, and tell me what you like about this show, how you heard about this show, how long you've been listening, uh, your favorite moments of the show. Basically what I'm looking for is that you've heard this show before and didn't just show up last week for the free roll. If you showed up last week and you know nothing about this site or the show, I guarantee you will not get the money. You're not going to trick me. I, I guess if you want to put like many hours of research into it, you're going to trick me. But, now, but I'm not sure if this is going to be an ongoing thing, but I just have to ask, Druff, once again, I know I said this last week, but uh, just for those that didn't listen or maybe it's your first time listening, what is the funniest comment you've ever gotten, Druff? Can you just recall you one? You know, what's sad is you asked me this last week. that they're a member of a forum that, you know, had a free roll? The sad thing is... You asked me this last week, and yes. I had a very poor answer for you, and that was I don't remember. So, uh, unfortunately, I uh, I can't really give you a good answer. I'd love to tell you something really funny. I got fun. I contribute. Yeah, you know, it was just. <laughs> I mean, I don't I remember like, anymore. I, I hope to be here. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, just, it, yeah. it is true on the uh, former site we were on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what uh, when we had a free roll and a bunch of people showed up. I'd love to say Russians, but it was mainly Americans. It was actually mainly our own country doing this to us. But the word got around on some free roll site, and they showed up, and they all started off with posts, Oh, great site. Happy to be here. Can't wait to contribute. Like, very generic things. None of them knew about the site. None of them knew anything except poker, and we had a free roll. And I objected. I said, we can't let these people win the prize. And... uh, some other people involved didn't agree with me and said that they should qualify and that this is the way to get new users. And you know, it's out of respect for the devoted users. That, yeah. You know, we have to give them the option. So. Yeah. So what what ended up happening? Right. Uh, so what ended up happening was someone actually finished like second, who was clearly one of these free roll jerks. So right. what I ended up doing was just uh, I just stalled him. Like I I hate doing things like this. I I hate just like. Uh, 
I hate being sneaky like that. And I'm almost never sneaky like that, but I just <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to send that dude money because it was so clear that he was with that group that came here just to take advantage and, and I stalled him for the reason to see if he was going to continue being on our site. Like if he kept posting and all that, then I would have sent him some money. But uh, he he never posted again. The only thing he ever did was come on and keep asking me when he's gonna get his money. So I just uh, I just kept stalling him and never sent it. I just I, I just didn't so like it. So what happened? I mean, you blew him off and he disappeared. He finally gave up. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever works. I I, I really believe in letting the the core group of users have access to this. Yes. Yeah. Shout so out, by the way, to, in the chat to uh, of course long time. Former member Richard Brody's comb over. I never get tired of saying that name. Great name, huh? <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, uh, so that's the free roll tonight. Seven thirty p.m. is the start, and uh, just go play it. And good luck. And uh, I was saying it's a it's a fifty five dollar free roll because uh, five dollars was donated again by Bubbles. The person who won the five dollars last week actually did not collect, nor did the third place winner who I owe $15 to. So uh, Six-Toed Pete is owed 5 bucks from Bubbles, and uh, Bad Billy 32 is owed 15 bucks from me. But, uh, you know... Jacep says he wants a shout-out, so shout-out to Jacep, and uh, welcome to everybody who's in chat as well. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, we have at least $55 to distribute, and I got another $10 from Steve-O, as a bounty on J. Searles 22, who is a... No, a <laughs> at some point, we need to talk about this. We do need I mean, to talk about, talk about him. I think we do. I've kind of been following, but not... You know, I've been out of town. People are objecting. Okay. Objecting oh, to the bounty? So, you've been busy. Yeah, you've yeah. Been busy. Well, some people yeah. are objecting yeah. to his ability to even play in the free world at all. So, okay, well, talk about this. Should we discuss him first? I don't even really know the, any of his backstory. I mean, I know there's been some bickering in the forums... Um, but I've been out of town. I just got back today, and I, I read all this just, you know, briefly before radio. So well, just, what the hell is going on? Well, I, I guess we can discuss this later. I've, I've got a number of things I want to do here this first hour, and I really don't want to have a long discussion about him. But, you know, he basically uh, welched on a bet with Vegas1369, which is another user of our forum. It's like a van, then, something like that pronunciation. Yes, yes. Letters, and yeah. uh, so, so what we're doing here is... Uh, um, People are objecting that we shouldn't have a bounty on him tonight because we should just kind of drive him away from the forum and not allow him to play. So my <laughs> so so this is how I feel so about this. They're, they're, they're trying to ostracize him. They're trying to ostracize him. Yes, right. but a lot of people want him completely banned. But from the forum. right. So I haven't banned him yet, but I do have an announcement here. Okay. Okay. Is there music for it? Or? <laughs> Yes, uh, the. I'm sorry, I have some distractions here. I don't seem like myself right now. But uh, uh, my announcement right now is that Jay Searles is not eligible to win any of the free roll money. Now, Bubbles, who added his $5, said that uh, he doesn't want that going to Jay Searles, which I was going to respect. But I will take it a step further and say that he is not eligible for any of the free roll money now or until. 
he pays Vegas 1369 the $500 he owes him. So while I still have not gone as far as banning him from the site yet, and we can discuss this a little bit later, uh, he is not eligible to win any money in tonight's free roll. And, uh, you know, if Steve-O still wants that $10 to go toward the bounty if he plays, then obviously that's fine. He can spend whatever money he wants in whatever way he wants. But if he doesn't, I can either refund him the $10 or it can go towards some, uh, you know, just go into the prize pool or something. So you do agree that he owes Vegas the money? Yes, uh, he definitely owes Vegas the money, and we'll, we'll discuss okay. this a little bit later. Uh, right. so, so anyway, um, I'm, I'm hearing, I just got a PM in chat that the radio page isn't working. So I, I hope, uh -oh. I hope everybody, I mean, not, not like hasn't been working, but the person has not gotten it to start. I know that doesn't apply because I see a lot of people listening right now. But uh, I hope that's not a problem here. But uh, for future reference, if you ever have trouble with radio starting, just click on the link there. There's actually a link on the radio page that says, if you cannot get radio to start automatically, click this link. I mean, it couldn't be more clear than that. Why is a lot it always of people like are saying it's working fine for Yeah, them. I know it is. There's one person who can't get it started. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, if Change anyone in the future has that problem where you, you can't get it to auto-start on the radio page, there's a link that says, click here if the radio won't work. So I would say this is deja vu, but like over the years, how many times have we had this discussion about radio pages not working, about <laughs> links, and, I mean, what, three, four, five years, Struff? Yeah, it, it'll never, it will never well, end. It's, it's low-budget radio, so what do you want? You know, they actually said that about us. I guess we can get to that later, but I don't want to forget. Obviously, you both read the uh, awesome shout-out that we got on uh, poker on Poker Fuse. I was just about to mention no, that. I that, did not. I did that, not that reminded me. Yeah. included. Oh, my gosh. I have to see that. What's yeah, that here, mean? I will read it at right now yes. for okay. everybody here. This is from PokerFuse.com, and I really appreciate what they had to say about us. Because, uh, you know, not only does it give it publicity, but it's had some nice things to say about the show. And I felt it was a fair and good assessment of the show so far. So this is what they wrote on PokerFuse.com. Uh, where did that go? This, this is what they're going to talk about here is that uh, it's not very polished. But, okay, here we go. Another new addition to the directory, and the directory they're referring to is their directory of podcasts. Since my last report is the yet-untitled podcast from PokerFraudAlert.com. The show debuted its pilot episode earlier this week, but several preliminary shows are available in the directory. The show features Todd dandruff Wotelis, and he misspelled my name, but I'll forgive him, Brandon <laughs> Drexel-Gerson, and a rare female co-host only referred to as Vowels. <laughs> Mysterious. The due wild to, card. Due to what seemed to be a last-minute confirmation of vowels, the show ditched its former name and was asking for suggestions for its listeners to name the show. Having discovered on air that all three hosts were Jewish, <laughs> uh, they quickly looked to add that element of naming the show. <laughs> if you are easily offended by the non-politically correct comments, you best tread lightly through the latest episode. But I personally found the banner and comment the banter and commentary hilarious. <laughs> so anyway, uh, those that consume other poker podcasts will likely recognize the hosts as former Donk Down personalities with appearances on Filthy Limper as well. 
these guys, not sure about the vowels, <laughs> the vowels, are no beginners to poker podcasts, and it shows. So that's good that we don't come off okay. as beginners. Yes. Now, yeah. keep in mind that the show is recorded live and doesn't go through post-production, so don't expect top-notch production quality. That's, that's putting it lightly. Yes, to say the least. But uh, here, here's an example of this. A baby actually comes in during, during the show. A, a baby actually just came in during a poker show here. Babies, so, uh, dogs, we've got it all. But the crew sure knows how to make listening an entertaining experience. The guys are well-informed and experienced Vegas personalities, both on and off the felt. And though I don't know much about vowels, she's very easy on the ears. Ah, I agree with that. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yes. So, so, yeah, so we do have a female on here who's very easy on the ears, so even if... Even if your enjoyment of a nice female voice is interrupted by the sound of a baby every so often. It's worth it, right? Yeah, this is the right podcast to listen to. So anyway, uh, we thank uh, Michael Gentile. I think that's the way you say his name. I don't care how I say his name. Cause He's a Jew, too, then, huh? He must be. I, yeah, Michael yeah. Gentile or Gentile? I don't know. <laughs> Gentile. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Michael uh, Gentile... Uh, wrote this on pokerfuse, pokerfuse.com, and we, of course, appreciate the shout-out there, and thank you. So, thank you uh, so much, Michael. Eight That's minutes awesome. till the free roll, and uh, here's a list of topics that we're going to try to get to tonight, or we'll get to. So let me, uh, now I have to go to that, because the show is not polished, and it's uh, recorded live, and there's yes. no post-production. Well, I have it in front of me, would you like me to start until you get caught up? No, I, I actually found it. Okay. And it is true, we have no post-production, except if the show splits into two from some kind of failure where the show stops and starts recording, I am nice enough to combine it into one part. That that I do spend time doing. So, And also, in all fairness, I don't know if we've ever done this, but I know for the years that I've done podcasts with you, Druff, uh, a few occasions when someone has slipped and maybe said a phone number or personal information, we always say, well, we'll just edit it in the archives. Yeah. Do we yeah. ever really do that or no? No, we, we really ever, do. I really, when I've promised to edit something, I've gone back and edited it oh, out. Okay. And it's uh, a pain in the ass, but when I say I'll do it, I do it. So well, anyway. It's kind of post-production a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I guess it is. So anyway, here's the topics. Uh, we're going to talk about the World Series again. Uh, discussion of the main event bracelet. They released a new bracelet that is the most expensive trophy in the history of any sport, or so they claim. So uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, very, very uh, ornate bracelet, to say the least. We have a big winner in blackjack, $710,000 run-up someone did in blackjack recently. And these type of news stories seem to come out every so often, either about Atlantic City or Vegas. These always seem to leak out about some guy with some amazing blackjack run, and then the guy comes out and tells you about his strategy. I'm going to tell you guys what I think of that 710K run-up. And uh, next, we will talk about the nine biggest jackpots in Vegas history. So, yes. get to hear about that. And we'll, we're not going to spend a long time on each one, so if that doesn't interest you, it's not going to drag on forever. But we think it's an interesting topic since the show is uh, somewhat about Vegas and not just poker. Porn star Jenny Anderson is going to come back. She was on a previous show that we were on together, <laughs> and she is now coming to this show for the first time. But she has recently changed professions. She's not really a porn star anymore. She's now what's known affectionately 
as an escort. And she has also told me, and she'll verbally tell us as well tonight, that she has signed an exclusive contract with Poker Fraud Alert. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. So yes. I really want to talk to her about giving Ron Jeremy a blowjob. I think that's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, I, I actually told Vowels about uh, the slip and slide thing that she did with Ron Jeremy, and now she really wants to ask about it. So uh, we will talk to her about that and about her new profession, and we're going to ask her you know, real candid questions and even take some from the chat room. We're not going to have any – we're not going to really hold back on this. And I think it will be interesting for people to hear – because, uh, you know, of course you know that prostitutes exist in Vegas. That's that's no shock here. And uh, the interesting thing is to kind of hear from them what their life is like and the things they go through. And, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, since the dawn of time, women have been doing this for a living. So it's, uh, it's very fascinating. And, and it's kind of uh, one of those things that we tend to look down upon, but then at the same time, I think it excites us. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, too, because... Two of the well, one of the biggest misconceptions from people who have never been to Vegas before, or you know, just in general, is that prostitution is legal in Las Vegas. Um, you know, just people just assume with the gambling and just you know, especially on the on the streets. If, you know, anyone that's been on the strip, walking up and down, constantly are handed flyers for escorts. And but in all actuality, Las Vegas is only one of three counties in Nevada that prostitution is actually illegal in. Um, the closest area from Vegas where prostitution is legal is a small little city. I think maybe thirty or 40,000 people. It's called Pahrump, Nevada. And that's in Knight County, and that's where uh, Sherry's Chicken Ranch is, and there's a couple others, and it's about 45 minutes away. So, uh, But it is, it is really interesting because I still think, and of course I don't know the numbers, but I, I guess I just tend to believe that prostitution is probably more prevalent in Las Vegas than any other city in the United States. Yeah, I have to think that per capita, it's got to have the oh, yeah, so highest... Yes, per capita, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's got to have the highest percentage because uh, not only is there a market for it for the residents, but uh, especially for the tourists. I mean, just a lot of people who come to Vegas, they come and they feel like they want to do something bad. They want to do something that... Uh, no one's ever going to know about it. You know, this, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas got to be yeah. so well-known and popular because it's true. Because they, that's the reason a lot of people come here, or even when they do come here and don't really intend to do things like that, just, just being there and knowing that this type of stuff is available tempts a lot of people into that sort of thing. So there's a lot of business. The economy is really bad, too. So maybe people come with different uh, you know, intentions, and then they realize, I've got no way to pay the rent. <laughs> so... Anyway, well, uh, I can tell you right now, just for anyone that's listening, that's kind of into that thing, right now, the most, uh, I guess, notorious place where prostitutes, and again, I mean like high-end, like good-looking, not like streetwalkers are, um, <laughs> is the Cosmopolitan, um, which is like a new, like, kind of hip, young, L.A. kind of, kind of chic, cool casino that uh, opened in late 2010. Like the last, you know, I go there only for the bot. You know, they have a bot there, and I play it. And I swear to you, every time sure. I go there, no, it's, it's, every time I go there, at least three or four girls will come up to me. And these are beautiful girls too. Like I said, these are probably like the upper, you know, two to five percent of, of prostitutes in Vegas. I mean, really good-looking girls. Um, Vegas eight. I'm sorry. Vegas eight. Yes. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. 
And, uh, I mean, I literally, like, you know, sooner, and they're, they're hanging around, like, where you cash out, and as soon as they see, like, multiple hundreds, like, just coming out of a cash machine or even chips, I mean, they just walk right up to you. And, I mean, literally, every time I go there, someone approaches me, and it's... it's Did they just start making conversation, like, they're just, like, starting to talk to you as if they just like you? Like, I could walk through the Bellagio, I could walk through any Vegas casino, and probably, like, with... 90% accuracy, point out hookers, even like the nondiscreet ones that aren't like dressed, you know, that are just wearing like casual jeans. I mean, there's just a lot of telltale signs. You know, the sad like, thing is, so I'm can starting. Can you differentiate between just, you know, a, a regular girl who thinks you're hot and a, and a hooker? Well, you know, when I'm just in a casino, can I tell between like a tourist that just is very pretty and a hooker? Absolutely. Yeah, maybe maybe the tourist is like, oh, this guy is hot. Well, I yeah, that's, that's what I was going to get to. I had this situation, I had this happen to me. Back when I was in my late 20s, and uh, I was in Vegas, and I, I, I was with a friend there, a male friend, and uh, he had just watched me play blackjack. Hold on, hold on, time out. Everyone is saying radio is down. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Why is that it's back, but some people are still saying it's down. This is so weird. Why does this keep... It's showing it's on for me. I'm asking for the link. Jeez. I mean, Jeff, we're going to have to get our shit together. No, right? I know. I, I, I don't know why this is happening. I'm going to have to run a test. Yeah, everyone's saying it's back, but... Okay, we're back. Yeah, but it, it was down, so I don't know. Uh, okay, well, what are we going to do? Okay, I'm going to. I apologize to everybody listening live. How we have apparently what seem to be momentary crashes, where it uh, it goes down for a few seconds and comes back. But uh, I will try to look into this. It's a hard thing to figure out, but uh, anyway, I, I will try to look into this over the next week, and I hope there's something I can do about it. But uh, I'm glad we're all back here. So. Uh, let me tell you, though, Vowels asked me, or she asked both of us, you know, can you tell if a pretty girl hitting on you, what's the difference between it being a prostitute and just a girl who happens to find you attractive in Vegas? Could you be turning down a girl that actually is into you when, and thinking she's a prostitute? Well, I had this exact situation come up uh, when I was in my late 20s. This is in uh, the year 2001. I was with a friend... We had just I just played blackjack, and the guy watched me. He wasn't really a blackjack player, but uh, I just lost a lot of money at a downtown casino called the Plaza. And I just ran super bad and lost $4,000. So I got a comp there to a dinner in their restaurant, which is the top of the, uh, the Plaza. So I went there with him, and I'm sitting there complaining to him. Oh, did you see that hand? Oh, like I had $600 out there, and the dealer had a 16, and I had a 20. I was sure I had it there, and then you know they drew this and that and beat me. Like you know, she must have heard the conversation. And when I say she, there was a girl sitting at the next table, really, really a good, good looking, really, really attractive, but not trashy looking at all. She wasn't wearing five-inch high heels. She wasn't wearing a super short skirt or tons of makeup. She just looked like your normal really, really attractive girl in her 20s. And uh, she kept looking over at me and smiling. And I couldn't figure this out. Like, part of me wanted to go over and talk to her. Part of me was saying, like, what if this girl really just likes me? Even if she's like a gold digger, like, I don't have to give her any money. Like, what if this girl, like, just likes me either because you heard me talking about money or just for some reason likes me? and wants to have sex with me tonight. Like, should I turn this down <laughs> out, of, out of the fear that she's a prostitute? Or, or, like, should I try to investigate it and figure out what the story is? Because I didn't want any part of it if she was a hooker, but if she wasn't a hooker, I'd be fine with it. So 
I didn't know what to do, and I, I kind of whispered to my friend, like, what do you think is going on here? And he had no clue. We both thought there was some chance she was a hooker, and the weirdest thing was she's sitting here at a nice restaurant, or at least the nicest restaurant in the plaza, and eating by herself. And time passed through the meal. My friend, when he got up to go to the bathroom, then she stood up and walked towards my table. I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. And she walked really, really slowly by my table, waiting for me to say something. And I said nothing, and she passed by, and then shortly after that, she left. The only thing, the only clue I really got was that a waiter said to her, hey, haven't I seen you around here before? And she said, no. And he said, no, 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 I think I've seen you. She's like, no, 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 you haven't. Which really made me think that this wasn't a case of a girl just, like, being left there for some reason. Because that was the thing I couldn't figure out. If she's not a prostitute, what the hell is a really, really hot girl doing eating by herself in a nice restaurant? You just don't see that. It happens. That's what I was trying to convince myself. It's not impossible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but I will, I will give you an example. Lacey Jones always tweets about eating alone. Huh. Okay. But and she's not, I mean, she's not available you know, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I guess. Why would she tweet, you know, and be dishonest about it? But if that's true, then that's an example of, a, of an attractive girl eating alone. Yeah. I thought maybe, like, what if, her, what if she was with a guy and he stood her up or they had a fight? Or I, th- I tried to convince myself a reason she could really be eating alone and not be a prostitute. So this bothered me so much afterwards, and I was saying to my friend, damn it, I think I screwed up. Damn it, I think she wasn't a prostitute. Damn it, like, I was so annoyed by this, because if she wasn't a prostitute, she definitely really liked me. And I actually went to a blackjack forum and posted the story on there, and a guy on the forum volunteered to go back to this restaurant on the exact day of the week and see if he could find her there. So he went there, and he did find her at the exact same table, sitting alone, and he described her, and I didn't describe her in the post. He described her perfectly, so I knew that he really did see her. So he also mentioned that if you look up through the, uh, like there's a open glass ceiling where you could see the downtown uh, light show they have there, he mentioned that when that went on, she didn't even turn around to look at it. Like she'd seen it so many times, it wasn't of interest to her. So he was sure that that this was a prostitute, and I'm like, okay, I feel better now. So... So, to make a long story short, you didn't get any. No, I didn't get any, but I was actually <laughs> happy I didn't get any. What surprises me, Druff, just knowing you, is thinking after you lost 4000 you'd be so pissed, you could care less about pussy. I mean, that's just what I would think. That you would just storm out of there and just not even... I mean, because even me, you know, and I, you know, I play the field a little bit. I mean, if I lose, you know, a, a decent amount of money like that, <clears throat> I, I just want to get out of there and go home. Right, I'm not, not even looking. Exactly, right. And then knowing, you know, Druff, you know, with the tomatoes and the side, you know, just, you know, Druff. <laughs> tomatoes and the side. Well, let me, let me tell you how it happened. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how this happened. Storming, just storming the fuck out of there, Druff, and going Well, on. I'll tell you how this happened. You have tomatoes on the side. This is an important question. Druff, have you ever had relations with a prostitute? No, no. Now, be honest. No, no, no I, so no, no. It's I, just not your style. I know. I've never had any interest in that, and I'll tell you the reason. Is, like, it actually bothers me so much if the girl who's messing around with me is just doing it because she has to and not because she wants to. It, like, totally right. takes the appeal out of the situation no matter how hot she is. Like I just, See, I totally understand that as a as a girl. I really get that. It's like, why would you want to have sex with somebody that has no desire for you at all? Yeah, it just kills me. It's gross. Yeah, it, it just kills me. So uh, people don't care generally. Yeah. So I I've never done that before. Never even had the desire to. Like I, it wasn't even a situation where like I thought, ah, maybe I should do this tonight. No, 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 I shouldn't. Like it never even comes to mind. But I'll tell you the reason right. why I was thinking about 
sex that night after losing $4,000 playing blackjack. And that's because I thought I could get a free meal out of it. And did. I went up to the pit boss. I'm like, hey, man. Did you get a free meal if you do it with a prostitute? No. No, for losing $4,000. For losing $4,000, yeah. They'd probably give him a, a room for a week there. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, I lost 4000 bucks here. Can you at least give me a meal? And they're like, ah, yeah, okay. So they gave me a meal upstairs, and that was why. I was like, yes, I kind of wanted to storm out, but I, I at least wanted to get a meal out of them. And then once I was there, and there's like this really, really, really hot girl staring at me and, and smiling at me, I'm thinking... You know, well, maybe at least something good can come out of this night. But, but uh, what if she offered you half price? Would you no, consider no. it then? No. No, I, I wouldn't even do it like if it was for a dollar. Like I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, <laughs> but I mean, just like a girl that's on your chart as like a ten or a nine and a half. I mean, it, it, I mean, just a supermodel looking girl. If you knew she was a hooker, you, you've never in your life had that just sexual animal magnetism in you that would just. You know, even if you knew she didn't care, just the physical hoardiness within you, like the desire to be with her, you don't think you could do it ever at any point? Not if I had to pay for it. Now, if if uh, if <laughs> okay, she actually didn't have to pay for it, but she was still a hooker, that's what we're getting. At. Oh, oh, right, right. And if she uh, had see, huge natural breath. So look, if she was a hooker and was na- actually attracted to me and and wanted to do it with me, but uh, it, like it wasn't a matter of the seeing a job. Example. Okay, say. You are Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas, except for you're not an alcoholic there to kill yourself. And you have, like, a pretty Elizabeth shoe, okay, that all she says to you is just whatever you do, don't come on my hair. She doesn't charge you, okay, like that kind of situation. Like, you know, it's, there's no money being exchanged. Would you do it? Knowing, though, that she is a hooker. I wouldn't because of the fear of diseases. That would be, be the killer, too. But yeah, that's... I mean, I don't have like an obsessive fear of diseases, but like, yeah. like, like with hookers, there's like a massive, massive, like chance of getting a disease. Like I just, that's just like too much. So I guess this this begs the question, but I, I, have you um, ever paid for it? Um, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, I guess we have our answer. Listen, you know, all I can say, like, when I put myself out there like this is I look at it like this. Listen, I'm never going to run for mayor, okay? I'm never going to, like, I have. I just have to hope that no, one day I never have any aspirations, like, higher than what I have right now. And, like, this is going to be, like, you know, played in some scandal. And I'm going to have, like, my kids or, you know, grandparents or somebody looking at me saying, what the fuck were you thinking? But I have uh, been to Sherry's Chicken Ranch oh, in Toronto, the one I spoke of earlier. I was also... I frequented uh, Steve Zolotov's favorite place, which is the Bunny Ranch in uh, <laughs> a little city uh, north of Reno, Nevada. Um, this is, these are many, 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 many years ago. But uh, right when I moved here with some buddies, I just was very curious. And uh, it just, you know, I, I never had seen, you know, where I grew up, I mean, it was a big city, but there weren't prostitutes in, in the clubs or the streets or the restaurants or anything like that. So we were just curious. But uh, well, here's the question guess, for you, though. I guess this is, this is what I've wondered. The question. This is what I've wondered: is that these organized legal brothels yeah. are the girls of any quality there? Like, are are they decent um, enough to where you actually want to sleep with them, or is this like a lower grade of them no, because they've got to live like, way out in the middle of nowhere? It's almost like going to Best Buy and getting a laptop. Like, they have some MacBook Pros there that are going to cost a lot. And then they have, like, your little Acer netbook, you know, kind of shit computers. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's what the sliding scale of how much you pay is based on. I mean, really? really I thought it was, I thought it was constant, though. I've seen, like the, like, the menu of services there where they actually say, like, what you get and what they charge. See, that's, that's, all that is just bullshit. The way it works 
is, you know, I don't want to go on too long about this, but the way it works basically is you walk in, and a madame actually will, like, blow a whistle, and all the girls that are available will come out. Yeah, I heard about that part. And what happens is they'll bring them all out, and they all start just giving you little goo-goo eyes, and you just look them up and down, and you point to the one you're interested in. And from that point, after that, all the other girls go back to their room, and then now, you... Now, are you told the price at that point? Not at all, no. Not, not okay. whatsoever. Then so you if would, you pick the hottest girl, you know you're in for something, but you don't know what it is. Okay, right, exactly. And then from that point, you and that girl go back into your room, and you discuss the price. Do you negotiate a price, and then once a, a price is negotiated, and again, if you do not want to pay that much, uh, or... You know, you don't think it's worth that much, whatever, then, you know, it's not, you don't have buyer's remorse that you're obligated, you can walk out and pick another girl or, you know, whatever you decide to do, or even just leave the place. But once that's done, okay, then money is handed over, the girl takes the money, she hands it over to the madame. And Cash for, only? Yes. Oh, no, no, they, they pay credit cards. Oh, they do. Yeah. So, I, okay, I so how do you negotiate the price? Does it depend on what you want? Well, the most common thing from what I've heard is called half and half. And what half and half means is uh, it's a blowjob and it's also sexual intercourse. And that's the most common menu item or just negotiated sex act in a brothel. It's called half and half. And once the money is exchanged and, and a deal is negotiated, then the money is given to the madame, like I mentioned, and, and that is just a hold to make sure that she's paid what uh, these whores, well, I mean, I guess that's just a fair word to use. These whores do is they actually pay rent to stay there, but they get to keep the proceeds of whatever they earn. Okay, so it's not like a pimp situation, but they have to pay a fairly significant amount. Like, I believe, I mean, I, I've done research and I've read stuff, but I believe it's depending on the brothel, how popular it is. But it can range to be somewhere like close to two, $3,000 a month, if not even a, a little more. Wow. But it, that includes, like, board and food, and they take care of your doctors. Because it's every, uh, every week, to be licensed as a uh, legal prostitute in Nevada, you have to have a, an STD test and other various tests done. So they take care of that as well. But it, it is pricey. Like, you know, you have to pay a rent. And if you're like one of the mutts that aren't like getting guys, you know, you basically can be there for a month and not make any money or barely cover your costs or even, I guess, that's, that's sometimes just be in the hole, you know, and technically owe them money. So, But if any, she does a good job, can you tip her cash on the side and she doesn't have to report that? You know, I don't, I don't know how that... I, I think the way it works is just like any other kind of job like that where you're basically an independent contractor and you have to report your income to the IRS, kind of like a poker player. Um, that, that, okay. that's, I don't think your W-2 forms for hookers. So um, what's the most you've ever paid? I mean, I mean, the most I've ever paid probably was like $100,000, but we lived together for about two years. Good answer. But this, Val, this would be funny because, you know, if you don't know this stuff, and a lot of people don't, after the deal is negotiated and everything is set to go, then there's a stage of the awkwardness, which is called the examination. And at that point, what happens is the whore asks you to strip down, okay, and she has on a pair of gloves, and she lifts up your cock and examines it for any chafing, scabs, looks uh, under your testicles, and basically... Fully, fully examines your penis. Doesn't like, kind of kill the ability to like, get with her Are after that. Are you getting that? like really hard at this point, or is this very clinical? It's 
<laughs> I mean, like like a limp noodle, basically. I well, mean, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I would think this would actually kill the mood so much to where, like, how can you even like get with her after that? Well, she probably ta- she probably takes care of the problem by you know putting you in her mouth immediately as soon as the deal is struck. But I mean, but that is part of the the law in Nevada in terms of like they have to do these these sex checks is to make sure that there's no open sores, scabs, sides of diseases on you. So <laughs> if you did have an open sore, would they say, I'm sorry, sir, you have to leave? Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of my friends uh, that I went there once with, uh, this was actually, I've, I've been to each place once, and like I said, this was a number of years ago, but uh, the one in Pahrump we went to, and after they did his inspection, he failed. Are you sure this uh, is a friend? Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is someone I know. But now he claimed it was from a little bit of overzealous masturbating that he had <laughs> raped like a part of his like left testicle, and there was like a little scab there. Now, he raped himself. <laughs> yes, like, he blamed it basically on chafing. Now, obviously, I did not view said testicle, but I know that he failed the inspection and had to sit in the car for about forty-five minutes and was not very happy. So, well, at least, they, at least uh, they sent him out. And this is why radio is great because we have a whole organized list of things we're going to talk and about. And we totally went off track, but it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, so well, I've that, learned a lot here today. <laughs> I will say to you that uh, you know I did not know a lot of these things when I moved out here, and I mean I was young. I just wanted to experience life, and I, I really have no regrets. But the inspection part, yes, that was awkward. It was uncomfortable. It was. Uh, uh, I mean, I, obviously, you can just imagine, you know, just like it was like, like you said, clinical. That's probably the best word to describe it. You know, just like a doctor. Imagine a do- imagine like a hot doctor, but like these gloves that like you, like you clean dishes with. Like they're these thick gloves, and it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's. But she's wearing lingerie while she does it, right? Oh, uh, yes, she is. Yeah, but so it's still, yeah, no matter what, though, there's no way to make something hot out of that unless you got some weird fetish to be examined. Like. Well, you know, Beebs did point out that you never actually said how much you paid. Um, <laughs> well, you know, that's an <laughs> alert girl we have here. Yes. Yeah. No, the truth is I really don't remember, like, an exact number. Um, and, again, this is many years ago, but I believe it was somewhere in the ballpark of, like, three to $400. Hmm. So when you walk out the door after it's all over, do you feel like you got your money's worth? Um... Or do you feel like, damn, I overpaid? You know, I mean, for me, everything like that is just like an experience. And so I, I knew going in what I, you know, what I was going to pay, how much roughly it was going to cost or how much I was willing to pay. Like, looking at it now, like, you know, was it worth it? I mean, problem, no. I mean, but that age where I was at, the experience, just doing it. Yeah, I mean, I had no regrets when I, when I walked out, if that's what you're asking. Like, I fully felt fine. I had a good time. I had a drink at the bar afterwards and, you know, shot some pool. Like, I think I even ordered some chicken wings. They have, like, a restaurant there. <laughs> but, I mean, no, I... I like, mean, now, did she do you good? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because my mentality then is, like, a lot different than it is now. So, like, back then, like, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, how many cocks have been in this girl's, you know, vagina today? Like, but see, now the problem, and we're going to get to this later, I don't think I would be able to have sex in one of those places and be able to even get off. I think I'd have trouble. Like, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't mom, either. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the other thing is now as I've gotten older, and this is going to be something that I'm going to have to talk to you about later, Vowels, is as I've gotten older, um, just the whole use of condoms, and, you know, obviously if you're, you know, one-night stands and things like that, you have to, is very unappealing to me. 
And I have a problem. Like, where, like when I'm using a condom, it takes me a very, like, not, like, long, like, um, like you know, insane amount of time to um, uh, complete my business. But <laughs> it's, it's not easy. Like, it, it, you know, I just don't even enjoy it. Like, I remember when I was young, and I don't know, I guess that's, like, you know, aging or getting older, or maybe it's my sex drive lowering. I mean, which I don't think really is, because I, I still enjoy sex. I have sex a lot. But, like, literally, like, now having sex with a condom, it almost, like, just feels like nothing. I don't even enjoy it. Like well, I'm, we can definitely discuss that when we can talk about, you know, yeah. cock size and all those things that <laughs> most guys want to know. So I that's, don't, that's a good thing. I mean, you're both, you know, vowels. Uh, uh, is your relationship status known? I mean, I know what it is, but is it public? I, I think it has been public on the forums. Um, most people know that I got married, um, and uh, I can talk about how sex changes when, when that happens. So, like, so Druff, that's another, as a second and only male here, like, and it's different for vowels. Like, can you relate to what I'm saying? Yes, like, with, yes. So, I, I mean, can, and, uh, and things do change over the years regarding what you want and, and yeah. what, you're, what you're willing to tolerate, what you're willing to, uh, to go through to make something happen. There's a lot of things just kind of change over time, and, uh, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying, that uh, things that were doable back then, you just don't have as much desire for anymore. Maybe it is from from age, or maybe it's just uh, once you have more experience, you you feel like you don't uh, you don't really want to go back to that anymore. Well, I think it's a combination of the boredom factor and, as well, your body is changing. So those now, two things play in together. Now, vowels, as a female, as our yeah. third co-host, as a pretty, you know, good-looking, hot... Sexy Jew. Okay? Plus, from a female perspective, like, like the Druff and I have both now expanded on just how we feel about having sex with condoms. As a woman, I mean, obviously, you can tell the difference between a guy that is. Oh yeah, yeah you. No, I mean, my my point of view is condoms are horrible. They ruin the experience. I can't stand them. Oh. Uh, but I do understand that it's not very wise of me to advise people not to use them. So. Uh, it's kind of a conundrum. I, I really don't like them. I, I can't stand the way they feel. Uh, oral sex is terrible with condoms. It's just, it's all bad. So. You know, other thing, uh, now that we're, you mentioned that, it's a very excellent point. I've never understood in my life, what is the point of getting a blowjob with a condom on? Yeah, like, yeah, never, I don't get that either. Like, I mean, it, it, it's... It, I'll be honest. I'm going to open up to you guys. At, at one point in my life, yes, I actually had a blowjob with with a condom on it, it just like it felt like nothing. It was like the most un, like, sensational, just repulsive thing in the world. It made no sense to me. Well, so, she might have not been very good at what she was doing, but yes. Well, the other the other part of that is that to put that plastic in your mouth is very unappealing, and uh, often they have it uh, with the spermicide or whatever. The yeah, yeah, I know. That's on there, it tastes <laughs> terrible. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking that too. Like, who? What girl would want to have the spermicide stuff in their mouth? Like that's pretty. Gross. No, you don't. You don't want it. Trust me. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, okay. okay, so anyway, people, uh, 7.55 almost here, and uh, we, we have to move on. We have on. to move on. We have to we'll move on with the topics to the, here. The topic I do want to call up here a important person okay. on the site here. Yeah. I, guess, I, can read I, guess drop when, uh, I guess drop when it's mentioned in our uh, reviews, as it was in Poker Fuse, that this show is not for the faint of ear. Okay, I guess Very is this true. what they're referring to? That's for sure. And it's not for minors. <laughs> okay, so, so hey, 
Looks like I have somebody on the phone here. This is uh, our sponsor. Oh, you know what? Could you guys give me a little bit? I'm actually in the middle of something. Ah, jeez. <laughs> I know. I, I thought, I'm actually in the middle of something. Could you guys call me in like, I don't know, five minutes? All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be waiting. <laughs> we'll, we'll put the show on hold. No problem. <laughs> I'm literally in the meeting with friends right now, and... And I haven't been paying attention, so. Okay. Yeah, call me in like five minutes. All right, beautiful. I apologize. Okay. Okay. Right. That's good. So anyway, people, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit and wait for five minutes with dead air while. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we finishes. move on to our first topic that uh, we actually had scheduled? <laughs> so, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to call El Gallo, who is one of the yep. two people involved with the company BracketGeek.com, and. Just uh, introduce him because he's uh, never been on any radio show ever, internet or otherwise. So his business partner wanted me to call him. We couldn't reach him last week, and this week we reached him, and he told us that uh, we're not important enough. So I'll try him in five minutes, and uh, let me... uh, He's not wearing a condom, I predict. (laughs) You know what? I didn't even get through describing what topics we're going to do. Because as I just went to go through the checklist to start crossing stuff off, and I realized we haven't done anything. Yeah, yet. we haven't done anything. Well, we got to we got to the Jenny Anderson. Yeah, uh, and that's when we diverted, and then, and then we never made it on to yeah. Alvin Finkelstein. Yeah, we never even made it to the end of the list of things we're going to do. <laughs> so, so anyway, here here's some things that uh, we also have tonight. Uh, we might or might not have a Ken Scaler check in. That's whether he calls me is what that's based on. I can't call him; he has no phone. Uh, we're going to have our first Ask Vowel segment, where this can be either on the phone, you can call in, or through the chat room, where you can find out the female perspective on a lot of subjects, sexual or otherwise, that you would like to hear about, and uh, she will answer them for you. Uh, and I will be completely honest, which is rare. I believe that. Yeah. And uh, then we will also have... I, I can't believe that, uh, just as I said that, a baby talked in the background. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the worst timing, too. That was the worst timing, By the way, too. while we're uh, just having a little bit of airtime here, shout out to one of our newest members, Yiddish Donk, is in the chat. Ah, a fellow Jew. Yes, Yiddish Donk, Mu- shout out. Music, please. I think it got around that uh, we have three Jews on this show, thanks to the Poker Beans report, and I think they're all flocking in. A lot of Jews in poker to begin with, but I think we're going to have a monopoly on that piece of the audience. That <laughs> no, I, know, I know we have to get back on track, but has, have either one of you given any thought to the very creative, borderline crass names that have been suggested for the show? Uh, well, I, don't, I have, but I honestly think that if we try to go with one of these crass... Uh, Jewish names that I think we'll be doing ourselves a disservice. I think we need to stick with something that I have sounds to agree. professional. I have to agree. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, moving down the list here, uh, Chino Reem attempted to hit up a recent World Poker Tour winner that he didn't even know for money, and we'll talk Shocker. a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, I wish we could call him. <laughs> Carter Gill, remember him from last year? He got kicked out of the Rio and kicked out of all Harris properties in the middle of a World Series event between like day one and day two. Cause he was he, like oh, throwing his girlfriend's clothes out right, the window right. and acting was crazy. He drunk or what? Well, he had a whole explanation about it that uh, it wasn't his fault. But uh, we actually reached him last year on another radio show. Uh, sadly, we lost his phone number, 
And uh, if someone if has it, has Carter Gill's number. Yeah, if anybody has it, give it to us because he's he, he's willing to just like open up. Like when we called him last time, he told us the whole story while we were prank calling him. So I, I think if we just call up and are straight with him, he'll tell us even more. So uh, he was allowed to play the World Series again. He played event number two, the fifteen hundred dollar no limit. He didn't cash in it, but he did play, which is interesting. I thought he was gone for good. Uh, Brandon will reveal the story behind his new love interest. Brandon has another love interest. A, a, a woman that he spent a few days with over the weekend. The mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, Brandon was very busy. And I know this because I, I kept trying to reach him to talk about the show and it being stall, 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 stall. And I, I knew something good had to be going on over there. Yes. So and We need a full description of Katie. Yes. So we'll hear about that. There was some controversy at the World Series. A little bit of controversy. A pro named Casey Jarzebeck, also known as Big Dog Pocket Fives, a lock poker pro, has been accused of lying about the hand that he busted with from event number two at the World Series, the $1,500 no limit. Uh, He tweeted that he busted with queens against aces. He didn't specifically say, I busted, but it was very much implied. And somebody else at the table tweeted, no, he's lying. That's not what happened at all. And, that and Jeff does not believe his story. I don't believe Casey's story. I believe the guy who reported it. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And I'll get everybody else's opinion. I know there's some people who think that Casey's telling the truth and think that Casey's a really good guy because of knowing him in the past. And maybe he is, but uh, I still don't think he was honest about his bust-out hand. Another guy who I think is a good guy, who we've had on before, uh, we won't have him on tonight. I invited him to the show, but... Uh, he didn't want to come on because he feels the matter is not totally settled yet. Bodog Ari, also known as Ari Angle, uh, that's his real name. He was a partner with the Maven and running those uh, poker training courses out of Las Vegas. He is now living outside the U.S. so he can play online poker, and he also plays live tournaments. He went to play the Poker Stars-backed Latin American Poker Tour and got screwed. He got screwed in a terrible ruling. And the interesting thing is almost the identical thing happened to me at the win five years ago. And I'll tell you what happened with that, and I'll tell you what happened with me. And I think he really got screwed there. And finally, we have, and I'm actually going to be doing this first, so it won't really be finally, Alvin Finkelstein is coming back. Alvin Finkelstein... Alvin Finkelstein is a... I shouldn't introduce him this way, but he's a fictitious character that I do. Play the Jew music. And that's right. Alvin Finkelstein is a Jewish lawyer that I play. And his backstory is that he is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's kind of strange. Jews really live in New Mexico. Yeah. He's, he's kind of strange. He's uh, And he, he just takes every kind of weird legal case he can find and even uh, represents people as, like, their their personal assistant. He takes whatever work he can find because he's kind of strange and nobody will hire him to be a a regular attorney. So he ends up in all these funny situations, and whenever we have someone that needs to be called as part of a prank call that involves some sort of lawyer calling them or someone representing someone else, it's always Alvin doing the job. 
And so Alvin is calling tonight. And he's based out of Seattle, if I'm not mistaken? No, no, out of Albuquerque. Uh, Albuquerque. Well, wasn't he based somewhere in the Northwest originally? I, I, think he he I think he did claim that at one point that he moved to Seattle and can practice there, too. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm kind of forgetting his exact history. But anyway. Oh, you, you got to keep track of these things. <laughs> Alvin is going to call a cab driver tonight. A cab driver who somehow received the business card of one of our users, V12CL. And after months of no contact, the cab driver called V12CL, or it didn't call him, but I think he uh, he texted him or something, and offered him a great business opportunity that is going to bring in $2 million a year. And all he needs, all he needs from V12CL, or someone V12CL can recommend, is an angel investor. Now, since, Valos, your name is Angel, maybe you will be an expert on this. But uh, <laughs> this, this is what the guy wrote, and we're going to be calling him very shortly. He said, listen, the, email, the, the reason for my email is straightforward. I guess he emailed V12CL. I worked long and hard on my own Internet startup, and I'm ready to launch. I've created a product and have it manufactured. I've beta tested this project with six, and he puts in parentheses the numeral six, <laughs> high-profile companies, and they are all <laughs> ready to place orders. The distribution, I mean, don't know what the product is. Yeah, the distribution channels are in place. There is low overhead, high profit margin of 80%. I expect a $2 million profit margin in the first quarter. And here comes the pitch, though. At this point, all that is in my way is seed capital of $30,000. I'm just well, networking. That is an issue. I'm just networking <laughs> trying to make this happen. If you can connect me to an angel investor, I don't know if it has to be an investor named Angel or just a, an investor who's very angelic. <laughs> that bears fruit. I'll mm. reward you generously for brokering the deal. If this interests you in any way and would like to know more, then we'll talk. If not, no problem. Let me know. So this guy contacted V12CL, who doesn't know, just a guy who was in his cab one time, and is asking him to either invest the 30K himself or to hook him up with an angel investor that will front the money and that if he does hook him up with an angel investor, that he'll get some commission for it. So we wouldn't need to know what the product is and uh, what the payoff for our... Well, so not quite, because what's happened here is uh, V12CL has since set this up for tonight's call. He contacted this cab driver and said that uh, you know, he got the guy's info and then gave me the Gmail account he's been using to contact him. So I went on there and said that my lawyer, Alvin Finkelstein, will be calling you, and that he's authorized to fully discuss the situation. So we have, we have an investor here. So Alvin is not the investor. Alvin is the lawyer of the investor. And Alvin, and it's also important to understand, this supposed investor is not supposed to be V12CL. It's supposed to be V12CL's friend or someone he knows that he referred to this lucrative opportunity. Is angel investor a term that I'm not familiar with, but that's quite common? I've never heard of it either. Okay. So it's sure, you're sure it's not anal investor? You know, it could a, be both. Okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, I don't think he wants an anal investor because uh, I think he wants someone who's not going to ask a lot of questions. So uh, hello, uh, El Gallo, before we make our little prank call here. El Gallo, welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. And now he hangs up on me. Like, hmm. I'm trying. I, I'm trying to be nice to our sponsors. I'm trying to put them on. Then he just hangs up. I'm going to connect him back on. 
Uh, Hello. Uh, there we are. Algaya, hey. welcome yes. to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Is this your first time ever on radio of any kind? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Hi, Algaya. How are you? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> nice to have you on the air. Yeah, nice to meet a Facebook friend. Oh, wow. So you, you two are mm. Facebook friends. I didn't know that. I no. didn't know it either, but... <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's kind of insulting. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's kind of awkward. <laughs> but yes, it, it's... No, but it's nice to meet a online friend. Okay, so, El Gallo, you are a sponsor on this fine website. This is the only sponsor we have, so i got to be careful not to piss them off. Uh, I already kind of screwed up last week, and uh, I took too long to call Darkstar, and apparently ruined the chance for him to get laid that day. Because uh, I guess he was waiting for our call, waiting, 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 and then said, oh, well, I can't have this girl over until they call. So then, like, we took so long to call, he got too tired to invite the girl over, and he didn't get laid that night, thanks to me. So that that wasn't a good start with our sponsor. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds yeah. about like something you do to somebody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't intentional. I mean, it was kind of funny that that's what happened, but it really was not intentional. I really, I kind of felt bad afterwards. I, like, I pictured myself in that you situation. You really felt bad? I, yes, I pictured myself in that situation, and I'm like, I'm waiting for some guy to call me. I want to get laid, but i got to wait for the guy to call me. The guy never calls. He calls, like, really late and wakes me up, and then so I don't get laid. Like, I'd be pissed. Oh, he gets laid enough, to be honest. Like, he, he really does. Like, I know, like, everybody has, like, their, their internet. Uh -oh. I feel like you're cutting out. He is cutting out. Uh, he really does. Uh oh. I hate to tell you, but you don't have a very good connection to us here. Yeah, can we ask you to call? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna can we call you on a landline? I'm going to reconnect him here. Yeah, yeah he has a, some kind bad. of Skype problem or something. Hmm. Now he's not answering. I think uh, mobile phones are ruining radio. You know, that wasn't even a mobile phone, it was a Skype connection. And oh. I knew it had to be on his end because I'm connected to you on Skype and you sound fine. So. So is there a limit to how many folks you can bring on for sound quality? No, I, I can bring on a ton, but uh, it just, I think on his end, he didn't have a good internet connection. So anyway, okay. uh, apparently, uh, according to Darkstar, he tied that girl up last night. So I guess, <laughs> I, I guess if that happened, I guess I couldn't have damaged the situation too much. Right. It sounds like it went well. Yeah, maybe I even helped. Maybe him not having her come over actually helped him because it made it seem like he wasn't too eager, and then she liked him even more. Actually, that does work. So yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. Yeah, I, th I think I, I helped out here. So all right, uh, maybe I <laughs> maybe I did a good thing for my sponsor. Maybe they should pay me more. <laughs> Up the price. Tom. Yeah, and then uh, I don't want him to pay too much because uh, I want him to be able to afford a better internet connection. So I don't want to take his bottom dollar. That's true. But, That's uh, true. It's still early in the game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving well, along. As long as I get my $50 drop in 2017, I'm happy. Just so you, know. <laughs> you want your $50 back? So it's yeah. $50. Yeah, that's, that's actually the rate Brandon is working for. When he signed on to the show, I, I promised him a minimum of $10 a year to be paid after five years. <laughs> and he was okay with it. Yes. He said, well, that's my going rate. You know, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so anyway. It's that the so uh, um, this is just how I know that I don't want to say I've blown up, but I just got a random text <coughs> from a number I don't know. It's not in my phone. It's no one I've ever texted with. Um, it's from a five four one area code. Does anyone know what yeah, that is? Yeah, it's Oregon. Okay. Do you, you want Carter Gill's number? 
Uh oh, I hear an echo now. Yeah, I hear an echo. What happened? What did you do? I haven't, I haven't touched nothing. This just like happened out of nowhere. Damn it! This is what they're talking about with the post production. Okay, the echo is gone. Okay. Anyhow, I got just a random text saying, "Do you want Carter Hill's number here?" It is. <laughs> and I, I, so I mean, I guess yeah, you have it. I don't know yeah, if we'll be able to get to it this show, but I have wrote, I, I wrote it down. Um, I'm in the process while we're on the air of trying to confirm whether it is his or not. And uh, if it is, then I, chances are we probably won't get to it this week, but we can bump him and maybe uh, call him next week. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try to get him tonight. Anyway, going back to the uh, Alvin Finkelstein, and thank you whoever gave us Carter Gill's phone number, whoever you are in the 541. Uh, what we're going to do is Alvin's going to call up. He's going to be representing a investor named Mike Leibowitz. Now, Mike Leibowitz is completely fictitious. I did not invent him. V12CL invented him as the investor, as like the friend he has. And then I'm the fake investor's fake lawyer, Alvin Finkelstein. So there's several degrees of fakeness involved here. But uh, this is a taxi driver with a $2 million a year idea. uh, Sorry, $2 million a quarter idea. So I, I have a feeling that anyone who's willing to speak to him about investing... He will go for this. So I just wonder if the product in question is a sex toy, or I mean, what could be producing this type of? Uh, this is a huge return. Yeah, he's promising. Like for thirty k, you're making two million every quarter. Right. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's. Uh, you, you'd think he would uh, scra- like sell his taxi cab for thirty thousand, and uh, <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like you, you think if he can make that much money, you can scrounge up thirty thousand, but. Maybe that's what he's trying to do here. Maybe he needs the angel investors to help him out. So we're going to give him a call, and I'm going to have to ask that uh, my two co-hosts here uh, mute themselves. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and good old Alvin can make his phone call. And, uh, of course, there's no guarantee we're going to reach this guy. This is uh, what happens when you do your prank calls on live radio. One day, you know, maybe we'll start doing these things beforehand and pretend it's live. And then every one of our prank calls will work out and be hilarious, and we'll always reach them. But you know, okay, right now I'm we're going taking, on mute. Godspeed. Okay. Right now we're taking the honest approach. So we're going to call up here to this. Uh, now, the one problem is I think I have this guy's name. If I don't, I'll just kind of wing it. And I'm not, I'm not supposed to know him really well anyway. I'm supposed to be an attorney calling up this guy. So let's, uh, here we go. Let's see if he answers. Calling up the taxi cab driver with a two million dollar idea. You probably won't answer. Yeah, Shane speaking. Uh, yes. Hello. This is Alvin Finkelstein. Um, I I, rec- I was uh, told to call you tonight regarding uh, Mike Leibowitz and an investment opportunity. Yeah, I got that. Your um, I was on that uh, on the emails there. I was expecting your call. Your first name again? Oh, my name's Alvin. Alvin Finkelstein, and I'm the attorney for Mike Leibowitz. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Alvin. This is Shane Keller. Yes, hello. It's uh, very nice to meet you here, and uh, I wasn't given that much information. I'm going to be honest here. Uh, Mike, what he usually does is, uh, because he's a, a man of uh, substantial means, he, he likes to uh, have me filter out the uh, 
the truth from the trash regarding these investment opportunities. Because we have people who sometimes try to ask uh, Mr. Leibowitz to invest in, in various items that, that are sometimes good, sometimes not so good. So rather than invest the time himself in this, he hired me to, among other things, uh, look into these matters for him and uh, decide if these opportunities are the type of thing he'd like to get involved with. And I apologize for calling you as late as I did, but he, he told me that he'd really like to find this out today because uh, from what he's hearing, this seems like a tremendous opportunity if it really can convert the numbers you're saying, so he doesn't want to let uh, somebody else get in ahead of him. He doesn't want to get shut out, basically. Yeah, no, I, I fully, uh, I was expecting your call, and uh, uh, I expect this, you know. Um, I, I understand mom. Uh, um, uh, Mike's Finkelstein's uh, uh, position exactly, um, and uh, no, I understand. I'm fully understand where you're at. All right. So, um, what information can you give me about this? I, I understand there was some talk about non-disclosure agreements, and uh, you know, of course, we can uh, sign that in the future if you'd like, if uh, you want to re reveal sensitive information at that point. But what can you tell me without this agreement, uh, so I can get a better okay. idea of what we have here? Okay, my name is Shane Keller. I own the I own uh, all the intellectual property. This is a product that I that I designed, that I created, that I already have manufactured. And I'll say it front: this is not an IT product. It's not on the internet. It's not software. Uh, it's not hardware. It's not in the um, um, it's not in the healthcare, and it's not in uh, energy. It's in the entertainment industry. All right. Now, I have to stop you for a second here. When I hear entertainment industry, um, I always get a little bit uh, nervous that it might be about pornography. Is this? Is that the... Uh... No, not, not at all. Not okay. at all. Very clean, very clean, very hot, very above board, um, very forward stuff. I'm a, I'm a man. Of, I'm a father of two kids in high school and college. I don't, I don't, I'm not into anything illegal or moral. I'm a very, I've lived my life that way, and I, I'm proud of where I'm at in my life. But if there are things above board, there is no pornography here whatsoever. I see. All right. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's good to hear. And so you're telling me this is a product related to entertainment, but it does not have to do with IT. It's, it's not an Internet product or, or software, but it's something in the, the entertainment industry or something for entertainment. Is that what uh, you're trying to get across? That is, that is correct. I, I say that forward because I live up in San Francisco Bay Area, and all the angel investors regarding startup stuff here, if, if it's not in the IT industry, healthcare, or energy, uh, it's off. They don't want to talk about it. That's the three fields that they that, that's a, a flat out green light. You know what I mean? So I'm just being very forward up, up front of what I have. Yeah, okay? um, so it's, it's, it's interesting because in the San Francisco Bay Area, I actually just dealt with someone, and I thought I recognized that uh, 925 area code because I think that was the phone number of the last person I called. I don't think they're related to you, but uh, uh, this was an individual whose, uh, whose name was Dan, and he told me that his business plan was to... Uh, um, basically what he called uh, pilfering hella grapes. And it, w it was something about appropriating grapes from, from vineyards that uh, had too many of them and then and then turning it into wine. And I, I just didn't like the idea very much. Yeah, I don't know the guy. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, 925 is in the uh, Bay Area here, but I have no no knowledge of that guy or anybody like that. I haven't spoken to any other... um, uh, um, I'm I'm on the the front end of of seeking a sea capital at this point. But no, um, but getting back on course, uh, I have the product. I have to control the uh, intellectual property. Uh, I have the product already manufactured. Oh, you're saying so, with, well, so? Hold yeah, on, that's yes. what's important here is to uh, understand that uh, you actually already have a product manufactured and ready to be yes. sold at this time. Yes. Yes. And and do you and have a lot of manufactured in the United States also? So you you have a lot of units of this product, like for example, uh, this isn't just you've manufactured uh, ten sample units, but you've actually manufactured a lot of them to where uh, they're all ready to sell in bulk. Okay, here I, I have I have a, a, a fair amount of them uh, manufactured, and um, I finished them out. Without going into the into the full uh, without an NDA, it'll, I'll, I'll stop at certain points. But I have a manufacturer. They're 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 manufactured as far from the manufacturer as concerned. And then I have taken this product and I have beta tested this with um, uh, about a half a dozen high end uh, clients in the entertainment industry that you would know. Oh, really? Uh, you, you're, you're saying them. these are famous people that have used your products? No, they have not used it. I have not sold it yet. I have beta tested this product with, um, uh, I have spoken to uh, legal counsel for uh, these um, these companies that represent uh, people in, uh, in the entertainment industry. When I was moving forward, um, keep trying to um, get some activity on this. It's the, it's the chief legal counsel. It's the people that come on board and speak with me. Well, okay, but, um, put, putting all that aside for a second, I'm a little bit confused here. Um, you mentioned how it's been beta tested by about a half a dozen people in the entertainment industry that I would know, and then I asked if they have used the product, and you said, no, we haven't sold it to them. Well, even if you beta test something, you're still using it, even if they didn't buy it or okay, pay any I'll, money I'll for it. I'll clarify there. I, I, when I say beta tested, I showed them I have two um, presentation websites that I keep locked down. Once we got on the phone and I, we talked, and I showed them, took them to the website, I showed them what I had. At that point, they liked what I had. I see. So, so they, basically you have two websites that are on uh, Microsoft Word lockdown, and, uh, yeah. and that... Uh, in, that you showed it to these individuals in the entertainment field, and they were very happy with what they saw, and then you, you Microsoft Word locked them back down again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, what I understand here is that you were looking for the sum of uh, $30,000 for my client. Is that true? That's about right, yeah. Okay. So this is, this is my question here, and uh, this is what kind of got me a little bit uh curious and, and wondering about the legitimacy here. Um, $30,000, while it's not something that everybody can come up with, it, it's not a very large sum of money. Uh, it's not what my client, my client wouldn't want to lose 30000 of course, but uh, it's not a very large sum to where if you've got uh, a, a gangbuster idea and, in fact, a product that already exists that you couldn't come up with yourself. Uh, I'm just curious as to uh, if this can really 
turn around the revenue that you're claiming? Uh, how come you're unable to, you're claiming millions here. Um, why were you unable to come up with 30000 yourself, which isn't a whole lot of money? Like if you needed you know, I, a million dollars, I'd understand where you need investors for sure, but 30000 is is not very much even for the average American. I, I fully realize that, Alvin, and uh, my background is real estate investments. And I was married for 25 years here. I worked for myself, um, and about uh, four, about three and a half, four years ago, when the market, uh, you know, burst and people lost money, I lost, uh, I, put, I, I lost pretty much everything I had financially, and then the, my marriage went uh, was over. And what left, I, I had left. I just, I told my uh, my ex-wife, I said, I said, keep it, you know. So it's like I'm starting from scratch again. It's like it, it took everything I had. I see. So, so uh, due to a uh, a lot of losses in real estate and perhaps a divorce, you're saying that uh, you you really have to uh, start over again, and you're you're just trying to uh, keep your head above water and make a wave if you can. Yeah, but I've been I've been working on this product uh, for quite a few years. This isn't this isn't some flash in a pan. I you know that uh, I. I, I designed over lunch, and, uh, you know, at a bar or something like that. Okay, um, so so if you uh, so let's see where we can go from here. Uh, would you be able to direct us to a website where we could take a look right now? I uh, know like, what we have to do is I'll have to uh, what I do is go online and I use um, uh, um, a company called Rocket Lawyer. Okay, and uh, that allows me to. Uh, take my NDA, I, uh, then I send it to you, you sign it, uh, e-sign it, it comes back to me, then I sign it at that point, um, we're good to go, then I will uh, direct you to the website. All right. Um, you know, we, we'll have to uh, take a look at this. Now, I, just, just for some clarification, because the, the, the phone cut out a little bit, uh, are you saying that you did design this in a bar during lunch, or you did not design it in no, a bar during no, lunch? No, I, I did not. Okay. I I lost all my money, my financials, and my marriage the last about four years ago. And I'm saying this is not something, this, this, this website, this product that I designed, isn't something that just came about. I've been working on this for many years. All right. Uh, so what we're going to have to uh, get this uh, NDA thing going here, but uh, is there anything more you could tell us about the, uh, the product here before we get the process going? Is there anything, you said it's something involving entertainment. Can you get any more specific about that? Um, just, um, I'm debating. Um, just give me a minute here. Because okay. my, my own, my, my, um, walking out in this field, I'm just trying to guard myself as much as I can. Well, yeah, um, we're, not, we're not looking to steal your right. You don't have to tell us so no, much where we can steal your idea. You can just, uh, I'm just looking, like, to find out a little bit more specifics than just the entertainment field and not pornography. Oh, no, no. It's flat out, you know. If you catch me in one line, then my credibility is over. Okay, flat out. I deal with I deal with the estates of dead celebrities. Okay, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yes. So you're telling me this product has to do with the estates of dead celebrities? Yes. James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Presley, uh, Frank Sinatra, um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, James Burnett, Peter Falk, 
uh, Babe Ruth, uh, Lou Gehrig, um, mm. on and on and on and on and on. It has to do with their estates. Now, uh, wouldn't the celebrities who died a long time ago, wouldn't their estates have been settled a long time ago? Like, how, how were their estates... Uh, I'm well, a little confused. Is, in, in, the, in the state of California, um, they're protected... Now, if you go overseas in England, uh, that's another story. But let's just keep it right here in California. And I'm not going to try to circumvent the law and and dance. I try to be very forward and and follow the law to the letter. Um, there are um, when somebody dies, there is the uh, the estates are protected by by legal counsel, and on the average, it's about 70 years. After 70 years. The estate goes into public domain. Like yeah. Jack runs it. Okay. Something like that. They're still in the, um, uh, they're in the public domain. Um, Lou Gehrig just recently, uh, his last year, went into public domain. So, so you're uh, telling me that uh, if, if we were to be involved in this, that, for example, uh, my my son here, uh, or maybe even my, uh, my future grandson, uh, would be able to take advantage in this way of, uh, say, uh, Amy Winehouse in 70 years? Say that again? Uh, ne never mind. It's not, it's not important. So, okay, uh, we're, we're going to have to... Uh, I, what I'm going to do here is um, I'm going to have to put together a... Uh, I'm going to have to speak with my client and see if we want to proceed with this. And then uh, at that point, uh, we will contact you and uh, get the whole NDA thing done so we can find out a little bit more. Uh, before, before I end this, though, I, I did come up with one possible theory of what you have going on here. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Coachella Music Festival that takes place in the Indio area of near Palm Springs. Uh, vaguely. My, yeah. I got the 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old okay. son, but I'm not... On the music yeah, I, I actually went there. I, I I don't really like that type of music, but there were there was a lady I was trying to impress, so I went with her. And uh, <laughs> I, I saw that uh, there was a concert they had there by uh, by Tupac, who has actually been dead for a few years, and well, they had exactly. him they had him singing as a hologram, and the whole thing kind of freaked me out. I kind of felt like I was watching a ghost, and I actually I actually had a few nightmares about it that that he was coming back as a ghost to fire at me in in, in like in like dream drive-bys it was it was very disturbing and i just i just want to make sure that uh, this is not about making holograms of dead celebrities otherwise i'll just have to pass not, uh, in order to keep myself psychologically sane not at all what i want to say was let me just backtrack first of all i said it was uh, this these estates are protected not by seven years but for 70 at seven zero yeah okay okay uh, the clock i have is very high class very um very respectful. Okay, so, so it's not a hologram, you're saying? It is not a hologram. Okay. Okay, and uh, this is going to sound funny, but I, it's just an important question uh, based upon some past uh, bad experiences my client has. Uh, do you have any tattoos on your neck? Say that again? Do you have any tattoos on your neck? I have no tattoos whatsoever. Okay, that's that's good to hear because my my client had some bad experiences with someone with a neck tattoo, so we we don't want to invest with anyone again who has uh, those sort of markings on their body. All right, uh, thank yeah. you very much for the information. Uh, we'll be contacting you uh, in the future about this. I, I need to, of course, discuss this with my client, and uh, I think I have a better idea with what's going on. And 
Um, just, let me just give you a quick a little, little background on myself. Yeah, go ahead. I'm divorced. Um, I have two kids. I'm, I'm a father of two. I'm, uh, I, I don't have any jail history whatsoever. I volunteer at the Oakland Aviation Museum. I volunteer at the local church here in the feeding the homeless like the last five years. I volunteer at an animal shelter. Um, so, I mean, I got... Uh, I don't, have, I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't have any tattoos. All right. That, that's good. I'm glad that you say nope to dope and ugh to drugs because that's that's what yeah, I learned. You know, yeah. I learned and that uh, from, me, from Nancy Reagan was, uh, in 1984. I remember that. If you, if you saw me, you'd see I dressed in a, a jeans and a nice uh, Oxford shirt. I would blend in real well in the business community. All right, that, that's very good to hear. All right, uh, thank you, and uh, we will be in touch uh, most likely. So um, thank you for your time tonight. Okay, Alvin. Anytime at all. Thanks all right, thank you. Goodbye. So, are you guys ready to invest? <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo question was classic. Jesus. At least he's not involved with that kid who was trying to get us to pilfer hella grapes. But he volunteers at animal shelters. He's a good guy. Yeah, you know, aren't you really into uh, into animals, Bell? I'm really into animals, yeah. so I'm ready to invest. Like I, th- I the, thought that was going to get you right there. The Tupac Coachella hologram comment has me <laughs> fucking laughing. That was pretty funny. i got to give you credit. That was good. I loved it. Oh, you were great. So um, <laughs> we'll have to see what to do from this point forward. I, I'm getting... Uh, Messages from our other sponsor, actually the same sponsor, wanted me to uh, call him back. Now, he wants us to call him now on a regular phone. He's done having sex? Okay. Yeah, well, you know, we tried the Skype thing, and that didn't work out very well. So we're going to try to call him on his regular phone this time. And uh, maybe we'll have our sponsor on for more than a minute this time. I think some force is trying to prevent us, some divine force is trying to prevent us from, from communicating with either of our sponsors. And it's punishing whoever tries to go against... So yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's punishing anybody. Like, I think God is punishing us for attempting to communicate with either Darkstar or El Gallo. So, like, last week it punished Darkstar by not letting him get laid. And this week, it's, it's punishing us and our show by just making every call a failure where it keeps disconnecting and cutting out. So I hope this one works out. Uh, Elgayo, welcome back to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Hey, sir. Elgayo, are you by any chance Jewish? No, not, not even. Oh, either. man. <laughs> See, maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we have to hope. Well, I'm, actually, I'm, well, I'm actually a little upset considering, you know, that you and I have been such close Facebook friends that you pretending like we're not Facebook friends. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I have like several Facebooks. I keep one for <laughs> what? Uh, I, no, this is this is the truth. I keep one for family, and then I have another one for work, you know, associates, and then I have another oh, one for people I know online. And I can't keep track of them all, so I apologize upfront for that. And I uh, I do consider you an online friend for sure because we've been through several other forums. It's, yes, and the, you're the a wonderful is, person. The thing is, feelings have been hurt, you know? And oh, I don't know how can I make that up to you, darling? Well, he's not only I, in the friends category, he's in the online friends category. That's even worse. No, no, but, you know, you make some good friends online sometimes. And, and, sometimes. and uh, this is a good guy. I, I can tell you from experience, just, you know, knowing him from various forums, that he's a wonderful person. 
Well, you know, I just did. I kind of just got sentimental there, and I just added Jeff on Facebook. I sent him a friend's request right when you were saying that. Because, like, you know... We, you know, that's uh, right. I actually deleted Brandon when we had our whole falling out last year. Yeah, we were deleting each other, yes. But I just yeah. added... And Angel, I'll add... You could add me on any of the various okay. accounts. Well, I will say... Can you tell me, like, uh, just who... What Facebook do you have me on? <laughs> what is the name on the Facebook? Well, do you want your whole name sent out there? Request, please, Jeff, you, may, you, you may not want please. your whole name out there. Do you really want him well, saying this on the radio? No, no. Well, I didn't know. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's fine. If, if whatever Facebook he has me on is probably cool for everybody to add me on. Okay, which is the one where you have, like, a cute puppy next to you, like, it looks like a white dog, and you look real right, sexy? Right, right, right. Is and that online? Lots of Twitter updates. Okay. Jeez, there's so many accounts That's online You know, Brandon, I hate to tell you here, you have a... Th- I don't really hate to tell you, but I, I want to tell you that... You have 13 mutual friends with me. So I think that's good enough reason to add you. 13 people. And I don't have a whole lot of Facebook friends, so 13 is a lot. <laughs> Let me see who these 13 people are. I think that's going to dictate Brandon, my decision. Brandon, I'm adding you right now. Oh, so cute. Okay, so here are some of the... I'm not going to name them all, but here are some of the mutual friends that I have with Brandon. Jenny Anderson. Oh, not Jenny Anderson. Uh, oh. The other, sorry, the other person. The uh, Young Smooth. <laughs> She's a mutual friend. Dan Boba, never heeb, the stealer of hella grapes. <laughs> uh, Hollywood Dave is one of them. Uh, Demetria, the big-breasted World Series of Poker yes. dealer who brought me good oh, luck two years ago. Yeah. I'm going to add her. Then we have uh, Brandon's friend, Jeannie, who, mutual friend Does here. Does the large-breasted girl have pictures of herself? Uh, yeah, there's some on there. Uh, then we have uh, breast exposed. China maniac? No, no breast exposed. China oh, maniac. Mark Newhouse. Didn't really see that one coming. Uh, Hollywood Dave's girlfriend, the killer, and Tommy Boy eighty three. Those are the thirteen people. Hmm. Well, well, you know, I've actually made my Facebook totally private now. And I only have, you know, I know that is actually a good idea to have like an online one and then a family, whatever one. But I've just kind of made it just family. Yeah, that is a good idea. Maybe I'm going to start making two Facebooks because there's all these people that try to add me. And I don't add exactly. them because I don't want them nosing into my real life. And that's why I didn't. You know, it just that's seemed like it, you know, I was crossing lines and it just seemed inappropriate. So. And that's how your ass eventually gets posted on the internet, too. It, well, <laughs> that was a error that I made in trusting... Oh, I'm talking about mine. No, 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 no. Well, that's right. We have... Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Both of our asses have been on the internet, That's right? true. <laughs> we have a Jewish asses online, yes. We, we'll have to have that on I almost question. feel the peer pressure now to put my ass on the internet. Maybe I should just voluntarily yeah, do it. I, I, should just, I don't know if anyone wants to see that. I, sh- I should just go right now into the bathroom and pull down my pants and uh, and take a, one of those camera in the bathroom pictures of my ass and just put it up, just just, just to fit in here with everybody. <laughs> vote on chat. How many people want to see them? And this is a little-known secret, but even though Druff is in various secret locations, it's, it's well-documented, anyone, though, that wants to just get a little tidbit closer to him can add his good friend who is on Facebook, the good Colonel Nigel Faversham. That is true. Colonel Faversham, with a picture of Colonel <laughs> Nigel Faversham, is <laughs> on Facebook. Please know. That's what you should do, Druff. You should you have your like, internet friends get to you through the, through the good Colonel. <laughs> I'm really thinking maybe I should take a picture of my ass, like right now, as I do the show. I, you know, I have to admit that I'm curious to see it. You know, I think that's the point. I think everybody would look, even people who 
wouldn't necessarily want to see a 40-year-old online poker player's ass. I think that I, I think that some of them would look. I think all of them would look just because it's me, and just because they'd be curious about what his dress ass look like. Well, I, you have lots of fans on chat who are telling you to do it, so I I think it's a it's a go. Although I I have to advise that if you can, you might want to shave it first. Hmm, that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Can you have your girlfriend take a picture of it, or will she object? Uh, I I don't know. I I, I don't know if. I really want to do this, but it, you know, it, it does seem like the it just seems like the in thing to do these days. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I can pretty much assure everybody that there is a, a, a slim to none chance that Druff would ever post his ass on the internet. You know, well, and I have to say that I feel a little left out because I've never seen Drexel's ass pics. So, um, really, and well, I'm sure somebody can find a link. If anyone can find a link or a picture, go ahead and post that. It doesn't bother me anymore. Well, you know, uh, it's funny about my ass because when I was much skinnier in my younger days, uh, people actually said, and when I say people, I mean like girls, they would say that it was uh, bigger than they expected it to be. They thought it was uh, surprisingly large for uh, for my size, but then I don't hear that anymore since I gained weight. So now, well, I, now I have a feeling that compared to the rest of my body, it's flat now. do have big butts. You see, I don't think I do, though. I think it was just it just looked that way because I was so thin. And and now that I've gained, like, I'm probably like 80 pounds more than I was back when those comments were made. So, you know, that's a lot of weight. Dragon that says that he has shopped your ass wearing assless chaps. And yes. Of course, I if you would please uh, PM me, <laughs> I would really like to see that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, okay, so. Oh, okay, I just got an update. Jenny Anderson is taking a shower right now before doing hot, steamy, dirty radio with wow. us. So we're going to be calling her pretty soon. And I'm looking at this list of 15 things that we we're going to talk about. And what have we have we what have we gone through so we may have far? We've done one. We've done the prank call. We did do the prank call. Uh, we did. Do you want to uh, talk about uh, just so we can kind of get some of the news and information out of the way? This the blackjack story that we were talking about earlier about the run up. Yeah, sure, and, why not? Let's talk about the blackjack yeah. story. So, while we're waiting for Jenny Anderson... Um, what? I, I forgot we had El Gallo on the phone. Did we have El Gallo well, on yeah, the phone? Yeah, he's just kind of been here. No, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay, you, you, can, Gallo, you can just stay here. I just here. want to tell you that I will treasure you as a Facebook friend. It, would you please just uh, send me a PM on the Facebook that you are uh, attached to and let me know which one it is, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll top bill you. Top bill you? Are you going to top him or top bill him? You're just giving me shit? Okay. Yeah, I don't don't think we can recover from this. (laughs) Well, what about an ass pick? Would that fix it? (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay, we'll work on that. Yeah, be careful what you offer there. He's going to want to collect. The one was fantastic. um, But, yeah, obviously another one I would not object Okay, all right. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk privately. Yeah, the aspect was actually pretty well received. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one well, there's my... Vowels, if you, if you click in the chat right now, Rick Ashley just posted a picture of my ass photoshopped. That's my real ass. Oh, my God. I have to look at this. Oh, that is not bad. <laughs> I mean, that's the, see, that's the whole thing. Like, like the person that posted that was, was doing it to, like, embarrass me, but I actually, for the most part... Got pretty decent compliments. Other than like, people thought my ass would be smaller because I'm like, I'm, I'm not overweight. I'm skinny. I'm like, I'm at the probably the right weight for my height, and that was the only thing. I 
stupid. This is really yes. unusual. Where did you put I'm the ass man, as the uh, RK star said. Uh, now, you have matching boots and uh, the thing, the, the hat, everything. Well, that, anyway, that part's photoshopped, but... Uh, if, you look at, if you look at the second one that he posted, that's the more accurate... I mean, I mean, that's the accurate picture that was actually oh, okay. posted. Yeah, yeah. So it's you fine. weren't really wearing that. Okay, got no, it. That shows how good Four Dragons is, though. You thought that he was really wearing that. <laughs> I've been told I was permanently banned from the board that is advertising that second pick. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> what board it is, but I've been permanently banned from it. Okay, well. Oh, um, by the way, with, with, with that, I just want to do, like, full disclosure here. I'm completely okay. fucking hammered right now. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm driving home from. No. Don't drink and drive. Wait, wait, wait! He's not just drinking and driving. He's drinking, driving, and talking on a cell phone. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, no, no, I, you guys are like on the Bluetooth thing. I have. Okay. I have a fancy car, so it, it works out. I mean, I, to, to be honest here, I don't, I don't feel very good about the future of the sponsorship if uh, you're not even going to make it home alive. Uh, you no, no, I'll make it home. I'm. I'm I, it's like I'm Mexican. I'm able to take like large amounts of liquor and completely be fine. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I had. I think. I think I had like sixteen or seventeen like vodka cranberries, and I'm. I'm actually pretty fun. That's okay. We'll, we'll just let you hang out here. That's fine. You can. You can. Oh, yeah, I just sit on the phone. Why not? Yeah, you can just be here. Why not? Okay. So uh, about this blackjack thing, uh, a guy named Michael Geismar, uh, who supposedly co-founded 4.6 billion. Dollars in managed futures wow. in a firm called quali- sorry, Quantitative Investment Management. Uh, he had $300 and a $10,000 line of credit at Bellagio. So I guess he brought $300 to the table and had ten k behind that he could dip into if he needed to. And in six hours, walked away with 470000 that began on a Tuesday night. And this was reported in a, uh, a trade magazine. And uh, then he lost a few sessions the next few days, but then won big again. And when the whole trip was done, betting as high as $10,000 per hand, he walked away with $710,000 from this $300 uh, starting point that he came to the table with. And supposedly he gave out tens of thousands of dollars in tips during this run-up. So the 710000 was after the tens of thousands of dollars of tips. This guy is 41 years old, so uh, just a tiny bit older than I am. And uh, this happened at the uh, Bellagio, as I said. And this was reported in the Wall Street Journal. And they got it from this... Uh, trade publication called uh, AR Magazine, which I'm not familiar with, but uh, let me tell you what I think of this whole thing, because these stories keep coming out about these big run-ups in blackjack. In fact, this is less impressive than the other ones we've been reading about you know, people winning like $15 million. Uh, They want these stories to get out. This is exactly what Vegas wants you to hear that some guy shows up with 300 bucks and walks away with 710000 just from playing blackjack. So they, he didn't even have to get like lucky at a one-in-a-million slot machine. He just played blackjack like everybody else and, and ran it up big and walked away with over 700 k um, Now, this guy went on to describe his strategies that he, did, he used to uh, accomplish this. 
And uh, he said, the only thing I do is vary my bet sizes based upon how well I'm doing. Each time he wins, he increases the size of his wager. Similarly, he decreases the size of his wager whenever he loses. So if he loses 10 hands in a row, he's going to lose his minimum bet at least 9 of those times. And if he wins 10 hands in a row by pressing his bet higher and higher, uh, not doubling it, but just making it bigger, he's going to win a lot more than he would when he would lose when he'd lose 10 hands in a row. That's his strategy. Right. It's, it's kind of like a best-sizing strategy. Now, without thinking about it too much, that sounds like it's got to be a winning strategy, that you just stupid. you just keep upping your bet when you're winning and, and, and lower it when you're losing. Um, it's basically if, you're not, if you're not counting a one-hand... I mean, especially in any game, you know, one hand has no reflection on the power right. of the hand. So, so, so this is almost meaningless. And when I say almost meaningless, it does have a small edge that it gives him. Not enough to make it where he'd be an expected winner. But the only way it gives him a small edge is that uh, the whole way you win by card counting is by betting bigger when the conditions are favorable to winning for the player and betting much smaller when the conditions are bad. So if there's a lot of big cards left in the deck that haven't been dealt yet, like, you know, tens and aces, then you want to bet big. If there's a whole lot of small cards left, you want to bet small. That's the basic premise of card counting. That's how you can uh, win in blackjack is by doing that and doing that according to the right strategy. Uh, now, when people do what this guy is doing, just when he wins to keep raising his bet and when he loses to keep lowering his bet, because you're going to win more hands when the count is good, and because you're going to lose more hand when it's, when the count isn't good, he's actually doing like a very, very light form of card count bet sizing without even counting. Because it's just, you're going to happen to win more when, when the count is higher. But the problem is there's so much variance to that that you have to do a lot more than just raise your bet when you're winning, lower your bet when you're losing. That's, that'll give you a tiny bit of an additional edge, but almost nothing. So basically this is like flipping a coin, and if you got two heads in a row, betting more the next time it's going to be heads, and if it gets heads again, betting more, that it's going to be heads again, and keep doing that until you lose. The outcome of one coin flip has nothing to do with the outcome of the next coin flip, and while this isn't identical for the reason I just explained, it's pretty close. So, basically, his whole strategy is stupid. It's not, it's not really hurting him, but it's only very, very, very slightly helping him, and this is not a winning strategy where you're going to walk away in the long run ahead in blackjack. There's no way. And that's why the casino is letting him bet so high. There is no chance the Bellagio would ever let you continue playing to win 700k if you are playing a winning strategy. The only way they will let you play and continue to bet that much is if the odds are against you. Now, the casinos always want these stories to get out because it's great publicity for them. So they let everybody know when everybody, whenever someone has some kind of improbable, amazing run-up. But you never see stories about uh, people losing millions at the table. Or if you do see the stories, these are not stories that the casino wants to get out, nor do they ever approach the media with these stories. The only way they get to these stories is if the people who lose uh, come forward themselves, which they usually don't because they're embarrassed. But uh, there seems to be an increase in these stories that come out. And uh, just let me tell you, whenever anybody wins some obscene amount in blackjack these days, they're not a card counter, they're not a winning player. It's just that simple, because you can't be. You'd be kicked out a long time before that. I, I can hardly play blackjack in any major casinos anymore, because I've been kicked out of so many. 
from their blackjack games because they can tell I'm a winning player. And, right. and that's that. So this guy just got lucky. Congratulations to him for winning 700K. I have a feeling that he will eventually lose that back and we won't hear about it. Right. But uh, that's, I just wanted to mention that since it's a Vegas story and you're going to see a lot of these. And you may even think these guys are geniuses that, uh, you know, they have some kind of amazing strategy to turn 300 bucks into 700 k It's just completely dumb luck. So, I mean, this guy, he doesn't have much more skill than the old lady hitting the slot machine a million times and happening to hit the jackpot. So, anyway, just wanted to mention that as something that, uh, story that came out. Um... Let me uh, get to our next thing here uh, before we call Jenny Anderson. Well, actually, what I want to ask you, Justin, since you are an expert on blackjack and have been playing for many years, uh, I was just curious. I was, you know, I was as I was reading this. What is the biggest run-up you've ever had in terms of your buy-in and all your sessions ever of blackjack? Well, you know, I would love to make people ooh and ah with some gigantic win like $100,000, but I've never had that, and there's a very simple reason, and that's because just what I said before, they will kick your ass out if you beat them for too much. Now, a long time ago, this wasn't true, a long time ago you could get away with a lot more, but by the time I started card counting, which was uh, in the end of the year 2000, by then it was very difficult to book any kind of really large win and your goal was pretty much at that point to win a few thousand and get the hell out. And That's come- my role. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, so is it drive through drunk, and on the phone doing radio now? Yeah, what are you ordering there? Well, uh, pack cigarettes, actually. Drive through. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm about to go pick up a case of beer. No. Wait, you're not drunk enough? you got to get a case of beer, too? Oh, my God. Are we contributing to his delinquency, really? I, I'm trying to do the right thing and give him the proper influence here and tell him well, not to you know, not to drive and talk on the phone. The wheel. And, That's not okay. Well, I know, but I, I don't think we can stop it. No, no we I'm can't. Actually, I'm like two blocks from my house. Right. Yeah, but most accidents happen within five to ten miles of your house. Well, look, if he gets in a terrible accident and we hear it, at least we'll be able to put this on YouTube and get a lot of publicity for our site. So. <laughs> oh, that's... Not good. Well, there's... You've got to make lemonade out of lemons sometimes. So, okay. Uh, regarding my best run-up ever, there was, there was a... At least a little interesting side story to it, and it has to do with that girl who disappeared in Aruba. What, what was her name? Uh, Natalie Holloway. There we go, Natalie Holloway. It has to do a little bit with that. I was in Aruba in 2007. Ironically, bought into their tournament for free by Ultimate Bet, of all places. I was actually bought in by UB to play their tournament. So I was in Aruba. I was with my then-girlfriend, Miri. And um, the blackjack there that they spread at the casinos was not very high limit. And it wasn't very exciting. They they were beatable games, but they, they kept the limits pretty low. And, the, you know, they it just wasn't that fun to play, so I didn't play much of it. Well, on the very last night there, uh, Sorinda Swan, who was the absolute poker like spokesgirl, who was also a model and actually ended up seeing in some uh, TV shows and movies in future years. Um, she was with some ass kisser there who was sitting with her at blackjack. I don't know if this guy was giving her money to play or if she was playing with her own money, but she somehow convinced them to open up a $100 minimum 
shoe blackjack game, which was huge for Aruba. They never spread that. I mean, to get them to spread a 25 minimum is very tough. So they had a $100 minimum shoe game running, and Sorinda was there by herself, and nobody else was playing it other than her and, uh, and the guy just sitting by her, like, telling her what to do. I mean, she had no clue how to play blackjack either. So me and Hollywood Dave, who was there too, and, you know, he's a very good blackjack player, uh, we spotted this table. And knowing that this was Aruba, and knowing that they're completely clueless about card counters and probably terrible at figuring out what we'd be doing, we did something you could never get away with in Vegas, and that is just sit there, watch the game. When the count goes up, go in the game, bet really big, and then when the count goes back down, just sit back out and wait till it goes up again. So uh, we'd keep jumping in and out of the game that way. And you try this in Vegas, they'll boot you in a second. But I figured in, in Aruba... One, you can probably get away with it, and two, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? They say you can't play in Aruba at, at this particular casino again? Like, we'll, we'll never be back there anyway. At least I wasn't going to be. So uh, we did this, and not only were we playing a very positive EV strategy by doing that, but I was just winning every single hand. Well, before we started that shoe, or maybe during it, Miri told me that she was tired and she had been drinking, so she wanted to go back to the room. Now, we weren't staying in that hotel. Our hotel was about 15, 10, 15 minute walk down the beach. And it was fairly late at night. So I felt uncomfortable was with her walking. Was it cheaper? What? Was it a cheaper hotel? Was it a cheaper hotel? You know, of course you'd ask that of me. No, it was the only available no, hotel. The, the hotel that had the tournament, which is where we were playing. It's the only non Jew. It's the only non Jew on the radio. No, no. It, was, it wasn't that it was cheap. It's just that the. When we were that they had the tournament at that we were playing the blackjack at, uh, they were full by the time I got my free package, so I had to stay at the one down down the road. So anyway, I was a little bit worried about Miri walking back by herself, especially knowing what had happened to Natalie Holloway. I was afraid of her walking back by herself in the dark when she's kind of drunk for ten or fifteen minutes. But at the same time, this was like an amazing blackjack opportunity, and like I, I kind of didn't want to leave. So I, I came up with a compromise which I felt okay about, and that was. She would go back there, but that as soon as she got back to the room, she would call my cell phone and tell me she's back there okay. So she said, all right. Gambler's compromise. Yeah, it was a gambler's compromise. So anyway, I was putting a beat down on that game, and I won in one shoe $9,900 of that game. And that was my best performance ever in a blackjack game, because usually if I won anywhere near that, I'd be out of there and not even be able to win $10,000. But here I won 9900 and I was all ready to go play a second shoe. And I'm high-fiving Hollywood Dave, who was also winning, not quite as much, but he also did very well that shoe. And we're all ready to play a second shoe there. And then the pit boss had no clue. He had absolutely no clue what was going on. And then I realized something. It had been 20 minutes and no call from Miri. And I had been very insistent to her that she call me right when she got back, because I was so worried about this, you know, her walking down the, uh, the path by the beach there at, late at night like that when she's kind of drunk. So I got so worried. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do here? It's been 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes, and I got no call from her. So I bailed out of the game, quickly cashed in my chips, and then sprinted all the way down back to our hotel. And well, first, first I ran to a phone there and attempted to call her in the room. No answer. That made me even more worried. So then I sprinted all the way down the beach and like was panting by the time I got to the hotel. And I looked around where I thought she might be. She wasn't there. I went up to the room where I figured she couldn't be because she wasn't answering the phone there. And I found her passed out in the bed there. Aww. So what happened was she she was, I guess, so drunk that she actually just kind of passed out and forgot to call me. 
So then, so like, inquiring uh, minds want to know: Did you do her at that point? No, no, she was too out of it. Oh, so, okay. no. So what yeah, I did then is okay. I'm okay. like, okay, well now I know she's safe at least. So I ran back to that hotel, <laughs> and by then the game had broken, and I was so annoyed. I was like, oh, oh man. And I was, like, thinking of what could have been. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't even be that mad because, like, what if I ran really bad in the second shoe and lost most of the money back? Like, thinking how pissed I'd be? These so, are true addicted gambler thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I should just be happy this is the last night. I just, I, you know, I just busted out of the tournament on the bubble. And now I got to go play blackjack and win 9900 bucks. Like, like Your girlfriend didn't get Vandersnooted? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. My girlfriend didn't didn't get uh, kidnapped and killed by Joran Vandersloot, who, who apparently, you know, you saw he killed other girls, too. So, like, but the fact yeah, he, that you let her walk back by herself shows what an, a true addicted gambler you are. I mean, you well, were willing to take that chance. Well, I, I talked myself into believing that this was uh, an isolated incident there, and that sure, that, sure. that that the girl that this uh, Natalie Holloway well, had been talking to. Fairness, Aruba is regarded as one of the safest places. Very safe, absolutely. You know, it's not like Jamaica or Grand, you know, Grand Cayman right, or any right. of the other islands in the Caribbean where there's like a ghetto or like the non-tourist areas are pretty dangerous. Right. You know, I've been to Aruba, and generally, like, I don't know what the statistics are, but just. The, you know, the whole island itself is just regarded as being very, very safe. And that's what I thought. And that's what I thought to myself, like, this is a safe place, and this was a case of, like, just some asshole who was hanging around with a drunk girl and, and did something bad to her. But, like, like if, if Miri just minds her own business and walks back, like, no one's going to just jump out and attack her. That was, like, what I thought to myself. And that's so how in I... In all honesty, could this have contributed to the breakup? No, no, no. no. no this, we actually lasted for another uh, about two years. A little bit less than that. But, uh, another... Uh, Almost two years from that point, so... Yeah, but a girl can hold things in for two years, trust no, me. No, no, the, the way it could have uh, contributed to the breakup, it would have been me being mad that I didn't get to continue playing that game. <laughs> that would have been the reason. Because if, if she <laughs> called me as she promised... You're kind of opening up a little bit more these days. I know, you Like, the old Jeff wouldn't really, like, you know, talk about secret locations and baby's mamas and all that. This is like a new, new and approved 2012 Jeff. I like it. All right, we have a caller on the air. Caller, Hello. So, this is our first caller, right? Unless you can't Gallo, the uh, driving drunk. Well, but he's a sponsor, so $10 a year. Caller. Yeah, I'm actually, just real quick, I'm actually, I'm actually home, so. Oh. <laughs> okay, what about the caller, though? He's not speaking. Oh, that's not our caller? Okay. Caller, are you going to speak? Uh, hello. Hello. Yes. Todd is God. All right. Anything else you'd like to say? Uh, no. This is what I'm uh, hello. So that's that's the message you wanted to get out. Interesting. No. Uh, no. The message is uh, I was uh, okay. So I understand you guys. If you guys can get the times one, but is this possible? Maybe as a cancellation gift to one step, uh, you can uh, get Tony Dunst on the show. Ah. So is uh, Did have you, you moved on? The word he's yeah, he, yeah, he he's, just says we cannot get one. Uh, we cannot get Tom Dwan on the radio as a consolation. Could we get Tony Dunst on the show? That's yeah, for those of you that don't know, this is this is, uh, this is, is one this step. One step? Yeah. Yes, this is one okay. step. Who had a big yeah. crush on uh, Tom Dwan? Be very difficult to understand. Sure. So okay. Yeah, I apologize. Uh, I just had uh, some herbal remedies that uh, were really good. So yeah, um, yeah. Can you get Can you get Tom to the uh, Tom Well, you know, if I see him around the World Series, I'll definitely try to ask him. You know what? 
What the hell? I'll try to even contact him outside the World Series. I'll just try to contact him. responsibility to get one step a gay sex session. I mean, he's got to do this on his own. Well, no, but I think I think maybe if we contact Tony Dunn. Okay, and, uh, and, and, and I, I want to thank you for that story, Drus. Uh, I will be thinking uh, in about two hours that I'm in the beach in Aruba walking down, so... Uh, that's going to be very good. Translation, please. But hang on, what what part of that story turned you on? Like, I, I don't think you're... I'm fucking turned on. I, I, I like, I like, I like, okay, you really want to know, I, I like envisioning uh, your ex-girlfriend uh, wearing nothing on a beach. But I thought you were into guys. Up and down and... No, he's bi. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is throwing me off here. You're, you're calling me up here, telling me about Tom Dwan and Tony Dunst, and now you, you want to you know, hear them on the show. And, and not for yes, poker sir. reasons. I, I want to do a prank. Come on, I want to do a prank call. Let's 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 call somebody. I'll 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 do it off the off the cuff. I think you have to come up with a better idea. Uh, he came to me with an can, idea can that we, I didn't think was very really good. Can we can we uh, insult you know who uh, in this kid as well? <laughs> All right. One can step. I, I think you know I think yes. you need to come can up with a. A good plan for a good prank call, and then we'll let you do one. But that won't be this show. Well, at least he didn't do the nigger, 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 nigger. So well, now you, you just know, did it for him. That's my friend. That's, that's my his friend. friend. Yeah. My friend doesn't have. Yeah, he doesn't have any beef with the show. He has no hostility towards this. Yeah, towards this radio station. No. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. Well, one, uh, one, one step. step. Are you planning on coming out here this summer? Uh, it would be great yes, to meet you in person. As long as, as long as, as long as you don't uh, do. Uh, uh, Peter, whatever you see, deal. No, and, no. Uh, yeah. I, I said on the radio, you come out here and I will comp you. And oh, that's right. The, yes, I gave my word on the radio. I'll get you a hotel room. Uh, I mean, not. I won't be in the hotel room with you at any time. But I'll get you a hotel room <laughs> at a local, like very nice casino oh in Las Vegas. One hundred percent, buddy. You have my wow. word. For a week. That's nice. Yes. For I a said week. That, whatever okay. I said originally on radio. Yep. My word is my bond. You got it. For some reason, I don't think he's going to meet. But no gay sex. No. I, I mean, I kind of would like to meet one step. I'd like to hang out with him for an evening. I, I would I would want to meet him. But like I would be curious. A lot of people I, around. One step, are you attracted to Brandon? No. <laughs> no. seeing his ass? Hey, one step, what is your critique of my ass? And be honest. Yeah, let's, let's I can it. take it. I, I, I don't. don't I have. I have no opinion. I have no opinion. No, well, I know one step said. One step said he wasn't into me because I'm too old. That's what he told me. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Just, uh, I think he's trying so, to be kind. Yeah. So call, call. Yeah, try to get Tony Dunn to the show, and right. uh, everything will be great. All right. Thank you. One step. All right. Anybody else wanting to call? in the number here is seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. Or what is it? Break down seven seven five fraud fifty five. Yes. And, uh, of course, show your caller ID. Uh, I want to give a little bit of an update before we go on to our next segment. We have some winners to our radio document here. Oh, who won it? Who took it? So it looks like the grand winner... Actually, you know what? I'm not even sure yet. Let me. Do, you know what? Forget this update. I I was looking. I the problem is I had to look at the logs about uh, who is winning and who's not winning, and these logs are damn confusing. So now I'm embarrassing myself because I, I was going to announce a winner, and then I, now I think it may still be going on. 
I didn't bother. Hey, Drock. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about um, the time Judonk called our lawyer? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. If you, you would, you like yeah. to tell? So you want to tell the story about Judonk calling uh, your company? Yeah, he actually didn't even call our company. He called our lawyer. And he called your lawyer. Okay, let's hear about this. Oh, what, yeah. what happened when Judonk called your lawyer? Yeah, well, I guess somebody. I guess it was probably Darkstar. Made a um, a bracket on Bracket Geek, and it was. Uh, I guess it was like the funniest uh, photoshops of Marty. Yeah. And. He was fucking irate, man. He called us the next morning. And the problem is that the domain name is registered to our lawyer. Because, you know, we're under our own name, obviously. Um, So she was under the impression that our lawyer owned our site. So she goes off on our lawyer. I mean, just like talking about Elgadio and talking about Darkstar and all kinds of shit. So um, I was in a meeting with, with some people, so I didn't. You know, my phone was on, and I guess the lawyer had called me a couple times. And I walk into our building, and I'm walking into, we had like a glass meeting room, and I see our lawyer, like, sitting in my meeting room with our, um, with one of our investors. And as I'm walking in, he looks pissed. You know, I'm like, man, what the fuck's going on? And uh, Dark Star's in there. And as I walk in, um, you know, he's like, please call me, you're not Ogayo or Dark Star. <laughs> like, um, well, I technically am a guy online. I'm like, and, you know, Derek over there is is uh, is Darkstar, and he's like, well, I had some fucking lunatic call my my law practice this morning, saying all kinds of shit about how he's gonna sue us and how all this other shit. Like, obviously not realizing that you know Marty's just some lunatic. But he's taking this, like, super serious, you know, and he's, like, really scared, and he's talking to us about litigation and about all kinds of stuff, and um, I'm just cracking up, you know, I think this is fucking hilarious, and he's like, this is serious, you know, you guys, some guy out there is really upset about some some things that were posted on him about being, I don't know, some sort of, I think his thing was pedophile or... Oh, you know, you, what you should have done is you should have, you should have gone to... uncle raping him? I guess his uncle raped him or something. Well, you know, know you should have gone to Bracket Geek. You should have gone to Bracket Geek and shown the lawyer the uh, the brackets there of the 16 photoshops of him. And I, I bet then he'd get a good laugh about it and would have uh, understood better. Well, well, what happened is that, that Marty ends up calling me. So now I'm on the phone with Marty because he calls the lawyer while we're in this meeting room because he had called him, like, I don't know how many fucking times. So I'm like, just give me the phone, you know. And I and Marty gets on the phone and you know and I'm talking to the guy and the ramblings that he was going on about the internet and about all this other shit and I had it on speakerphone and you know there's probably like seven or eight of us in this meeting I had some programmers I had other people in the meeting room and we were all laughing because he won't shut the fuck up like how serious he's taking the internet like he really is taking it like life and death and how his life is ruined and how you know. Well, that's why I can't let him on the show, because like, when he calls up the show, he just like won't shut up. He just shouts over everyone. Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. So he tells me that, basically, that, you know, that what kind of person would do that, this and that. And I told him, like, you know what? Well, take your name off of it, because the one thing I think whoever made the, the thing fucked up on is they like, put his actual name on there. So I could have just put fucking Marty, and it wouldn't have been a problem. So I tell him I'll edit it out, and I'm like, you know what, I, I just I didn't feel like dealing with it because it was like the first day the site had been up. So I'm like, you know what, dude, I'll take it down. And she wouldn't shut up. Like, I had already told him, I'll take down 
I'll take down the bracket. So now, did he uh, did he blame me at all for any of this stuff? Oh, dude, he talked. He actually sent a letter to our lawyer about you. <laughs> you know, telling him. I, I want to see that letter you know, that, because he thought our lawyer was the owner of the site, right? So he's telling him that uh, that he shouldn't be. You know, doing business with a person like you, that you're like an awful, whatever, autistic, and wear a helmet and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you put this in a letter to the lawyer that I'm autistic and wear a yeah. helmet? Yeah, something about a helmet <laughs> and MH something and some guy in Puerto Vallarta and all this stuff. Uh, oh, this is like a fucking, this is like a six-page email. I shoot you not. And, you know, if he shows it to me and he's like, um... But anyway, so we're so I tell him, I'm like, you know what, like, you know, I already told you I'd take it down. But you wouldn't stop fucking rambling. And I'm trying to get off the phone with this guy. Like, already, dude, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to deal with you. So I had to get, like, aggressive. I had to, be, I had to tell him to shut the fuck up. That, like, listen, dude, I'll take the fucking bracket down. I already fucking told you. Like, shut up. You know what you should have told him? Had it. You should have said this to him. That's what you should have said to him. That's so cute. I what that said. It's hard to tell what it is, but it's very cute. It's Bye Bye Bozo. That's my son, Benjamin. Oh. Bye Bye Bozo. Right, right. So, it's like I had, you know, like you guys probably didn't know this, but I've been on the forums since, like, he was running it up to, like, 75 grand, like, a long time ago, the old NWP days, but I never really posted. But, like, I know who Judon is because I've been reading all his shit. And, like, this is actually hilarious to have, like, a real-life run-in with this guy, you know? Um, and I thought it was, I thought it was hysterical. However, like, you know, people who've invested a shit ton of money in this thing and who paid for this site didn't think it was fucking hilarious. Like, you know, Darkstar and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then, you know, but then Darkstar ended up putting up the bracket. So just to, you know, because I was kind of like, you know, that was a dickhead move, putting his real name on the bracket because he's all Google freakish, you know. So uh, what I did was I gave him Darkstar's number. <laughs> I was just like, here, call Darkstar. Handle it with him. <laughs> you know, and uh, Darkstar still hasn't forgiven me for that. Now, I don't feel that bad about ruining his chance to get laid last week when you actually gave out his phone number to Judonk. That's far worse. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know. But still, you you ruining you ruining his chances for getting laid really doesn't matter. The guy, <laughs> honestly, it's not, it's not it's not even like a. Are you sure like it's person. It's not it's not like an internet personality or anything. The guy really does get some some pretty sick women. All right, very good. You know, uh, if I could see, I would love to see that six page letter. You don't have a copy of it still, do you? Oh yeah, dude. Kidding me? We 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 don't have it framed, but everybody sees it. Well, you got to send it to me. I I want to see this letter about me being autistic and wearing a helmet, and you shouldn't invest with me. Like I got to see this stuff. And and this guy in Puerto Rico, MH7 or something, or MWH. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned him, he mentioned scats, by the way, ISP and all that. And, um, and yeah, he, he mentions all that stuff. That Imagine way. sending a letter to a lawyer like, talking about, uh, don't invest with this guy, he wears a helmet, and there's a guy in Puerto Vallarta who doesn't like him, and, you know, like, like how much of a lunatic do you come off in that, like that type of letter? Yeah, he, he mentions that you like, like, chubby girls, and <laughs> he, he like, went on and on. Well, that's true, right? You know. Wait, hold on. Do you have actually, hold on. Another thing, too, is he mentioned, like, tax evasion. He mentioned, like, a bunch of stuff oh. on there that was, like, hilarious. Oh, you know? tax he figured a lawyer, a lawyer would, would know about that, you know? Yeah. Well, Jeff, can you answer these charges? First off, do you like chubby girls? 
well, you know, it depends uh, how chubby they are. I, I've never been one who's been like into like the really skinny girls. Like uh, you like a girl with some meat on her. A little bit. Like I, I don't want them to be really fat or or obese but or like. Like you don't like like you like a little bit of like junk in that trunk, but not too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I'm very full of tahina right now. We're actually outside. Yeah. Was Mike was a Mike Icon mentioned in the email by any chance? Oh no, try. I think Mike Fikon yeah, wants to be part of it, too. Oh, this is going to be a good read. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It, it, really, it really was hysterical, and, like, I have nothing against the guy. Like, I actually think it's hilarious, and I love how he tilts people or whatever. But just to have, like, that serious, like, run-in with him was, was pretty hysterical. Um, and then, like, him, I mean, he's just, like, I'm not the type of guy to do that, dude. You know? So I'm pretty sure he won't be doing any kind of stuff like that in the future, but... Um, so how long has it been since you've been in touch with him? Oh, it's, I don't know. When, when did we? Whenever practice week? When we? Yeah, I think it was two months ago. For a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we lost yeah. it for beta just for a little bit, and um, we just wanted to see. Yeah, he mentions Bean a lot. He mentions. Um, I mentioned. Oh, he mentioned Ben Steering too. Yeah, yeah. He mentions Bean. He mentions Bob. But no, uh, yeah, really pressed this issue of tax evasion, and I think this is important. What? How does yeah. this accusation? What? What are the? Uh, well, I, I think the funny thing is, is I think he's mentioning like he every single he person. Calling, he was calling a lawyer, so obviously the tax evasion thing played in a lot. I think he's just trying yeah, to take bad. every little thing that's ever said about me by any troll ever, and just like combines it all into a letter. Do you remember that? Okay, let me, you know what? Hold on a second. Let me pick out like the key words, and I'll let you know. Okay. It's helmet. There's something about a coupon, something about a foot race, I don't know. Um, uh, tax evasion, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, what, the, what does hoagie hands mean? I don't know. If that was, you know. I'm starting to think this is uh, this has got to be a put on now at this point. What? No, no, no. Straight up. Like, serious. I'm not even fucking around. This is real stuff. <laughs> I don't know really? what to say now. I, I kind of want it. I want to believe it's real, but now I'm really starting to be suspicious, just like Brandon. Yeah, I don't. Uh... No, no I, 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 yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but no, not real. Yeah. Good story. I gotta say, so uh, Jeff, no truth to the tax evasion accusation. No, 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 no. Okay. Dude, it's okay, man. Everybody does that. Okay. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> hmm. Jeff, do you Has remember? Anybody ever told the truth on their tax forms? I mean, I don't think. Oh well, yeah. No, Jeff, don't you remember that phase when, like, Junok was, like, one of your biggest supporters? What was it, like, three, four months? How long did that phase last? Yeah, no, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't say it was that long. Well, I mean, maybe it was, actually, yeah. It was from around the time I left Donk down until I banned and connected. We're back. We should be back. Let me ask you. You're not using Wi-Fi, are you? On the computer you're on? Uh, I am, but I don't think that's what's causing it. Well, you know what? When I did it before, using I, I don't know what, what software you use. Is it okay to even say the software? Well, anyhow, I use... Uh, uh, we're, we're back, by the way. I just uh, want to let you know. Yeah. I, I use a software called Edcast. I don't know if it's similar to what you're using. But anyhow, when I used to do it with Wi-Fi, that would happen where it would just cut off. So then I just started using it with the, you know, direct with the Ethernet into the, the laptop I was using, and it eliminated that problem. Hmm. So that well, could this very well... This is low-budget radio, and yeah. we do apologize. Yeah. Well, you know, at some point in the future, maybe we'll uh, maximize this thing, and it'll just be smooth as silk, but 
Uh, yeah. For right now, not so much. So yeah, yeah. Right. You may want to try that next week. Yeah, I, I will try that. At least the outages aren't very long. At least the outage. Yeah, the one thing I have to say about that uh, the Wi-Fi thing would not really explain would be that uh, all of us are connected together on the internet, and when radio goes out, we're still on the phone with each other through Skype. That's so, true. So if my internet was dead, then we wouldn't stay on the phone with each other. So I think this is going to be a very tough one to figure out. I'm not kidding. But uh, do you think it's their internet? Or well, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to try to run a test later in the week where. I'm going to just rerun this show okay. and just let it play and see if it keeps a connection the whole time. So this way I don't have to sit there for hours doing a test show. I'll just let the show rerun itself and I'll see what happens. And then I'll, I'll see if I can find the reason this would be occurring. It's really weird and I, I don't know how to explain it. But uh, at least it only goes down for a few seconds. But of course this really bothers me. I want to have a flawless broadcast, or at least mostly flawless. And are you are you able to just have a direct connection to the internet without using Wi-Fi doing this? Or it has I, to yeah, I can. No, it doesn't have to be Wi-Fi, but uh, and okay. I may I may try that just as an experiment to see if it doesn't continue. I had, I had the same problems where it just would disconnect randomly when I used to use okay. Wi-Fi. Anyway, people in the archives, what happened here, if you're wondering why we suddenly went from talking about uh, the, the subject with Judonk to talking about Wi-Fi, is that uh, we had a radio cutout where it just this is the second time tonight, and it happened last week, too, where radio just cuts out for anywhere from a few seconds to about a minute and then comes back. And uh, we're trying to figure out why. And if you're in the archives, this will be no problem for you, other than the jump from one train of thought to another. But uh, if you're listening live, I apologize, and I, I, I'm going to work to try to fix this. And unfortunately, it's a little bit tough to identify what's wrong, but I, I will keep trying and, and try to figure this out. Anyway, uh I think it was just a, a ploy to get out of the accusation that you were defrauding your town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really, I think everything has something to do with the taxes. Yeah, yeah yes. but you know that would be a good trick. Like whenever an uncomfortable subject comes up, just to uh, disconnect radio. <laughs> like my time, my my time did something like that. I think. I mean, I don't listen to the radio, but I heard that it cut it off when <laughs> some guy was was hounding him about something that you guys had going on or something. Yeah, well, it worked. That, that, that's almost something he would do. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't think he'd do something like that. But you know. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've settled my matter with Mike on, so I'm not going to really talk about him. But uh, um, yeah, that's cool, man. Mo- moving on here to uh, some other subjects we have here. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, should we call Jenny Anderson, or should we talk about Brandy? No, we can give her a call. Jenny, yeah. yeah, she may be uh, on her way over to my house, actually. Hmm. Ooh. Um, well, no, 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 no. I wouldn't no. mind talking to her while she was with you. Okay, let's. Uh, Is she en route? Oh, just see. send me your number, and I'll. Uh... Okay, hold on one second. It's gonna be really quick. This is a pet peeve of mine when people make a phone call. Yeah, I know. Not through the direct radio thing. And also, uh. I know Matt the Rat is wants to call in Matt, and I, I just sent you the number. And for anyone else who wants to call, it's seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. Uh, okay, she must still be in the shower, or uh, that's a long shower. Sure. That's a very long shower. Well, she's a very dirty girl. <laughs> um, yeah, she would definitely be on uh, at some point soon. Um, do you guys want to take some phone calls? Uh, yeah, sure. You, uh, okay. Let's yeah, take this phone call here. If one's still calling back, but I'm not going to take his call. I know uh, Matt Durant wanted to call in. It's area code 604. 
Five of Five. Yeah, we have a call already. Named, but recently picked up by the network for 13 episodes, Druff, Drexel, and Vowel Show. Yes, uh, Eric Coach 604, hello. Hello, yeah, hey, it's Matt the Rat. How's it going, guys? Matt the Rat. Hey, Matt. Uh, and a long-time listener, and uh, always glad to hear from you. And uh, you going to be coming out to the World Series this year? I am coming out on the 16th to the 24th. All right, you'll probably see me. And I Drexel, will. are you meeting and, up with uh, Matt? Yes, I, I, I had the honor of meeting Matt last year. We played in uh, a little uh, kind of meet-up game at the Palms that, that I set up, and we had a great time. He brought all these treats and crazy stuff that uh, Americans apparently are not allowed to eat. Um, and even though I'm not, you know, we're not going to get too much into it, but a lot of the things that you brought that are supposed to be shared were not exactly distributed <laughs> yeah. evenly. I'm not going to go into, you know, people can kind of understand it themselves. I'm not going to really call anybody out, but... Uh, well, I'm curious. What did there will be lots for everybody this time. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. And I was going to say, hey, a couple things. Uh, well, congratulations to, quote, the German. He beat me in the heads-up end of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I don't know who the German is, but yeah, I guess he was the winner. Uh, when I announced the tournament was over, I was full of crap. It turned out there were three people left, so uh, I guess the German won. You finished second, and uh, who finished third? I'm forgetting now. Uh, not sure. Yeah, you don't know either. Um, yeah, anyway, just a uh, couple things I just thought might be of interest for you, uh, those Internet geeks and computer geeks like uh, myself and uh, Todd there. Um, Alexa rank Alexa ranking of old poker forum was used to be 135,000, which is actually pretty pretty damn good. It's now 175,000. Poker fraud alert is worked its way up to 160,000, which is pretty good. Really? So congrats on that. Well, wow. well, you know what's interesting? I, I want to mention about Alexa because someone posted about this on my site. Uh, first of all, Alexa is is only a rough estimate of being able to tell your traffic because it bases its numbers on a toolbar that people install. You have to voluntarily install an Alexa uh, toolbar uh, and then... That sort of invalidates it, right? And now. then whatever site you go to, it, it uh, tracks it. Now, with that said, um, Alexa does have... Graphic, though. It has some degree of accuracy and, mm. of course, it depends how Listen. large your site... If you've got a huge site... Uh, this will average out to where it's uh, it's likely that whatever percentage of users go to your huge site is probably a similar percentage on another site of who has that toolbar. But if you've got a smaller site, it can be very skewed because if, if more people have that toolbar that go to one site than go to the other, and yet they have the same traffic, one site will show I mean, a lot more than the other. Who are we kidding, though? I mean, Stevie Wonder can differentiate the, between... The, you know, this site and former sites in terms of traffic. I mean, well, so you know I, so I want to say this. Uh, this is not... Uh, I, I don't want to make a competition here about uh, about traffic, but I actually have been uh, watching my traffic, obviously, for my own information and uh, to see how my site's doing. Because, you know, you can look at the activity level in the forum, but that doesn't tell you that much because a lot of people just like to lurk and don't post. So I always yeah, want to... unique per day. Yeah, so, so I was looking at how many uniques I'm getting. And as of J May 28th, the end of May 28th, so we've got three more days left in May, I have 25,595 unique IPs for the month of May, for May. coming into Poker Fraud Alert, uh, which means uh, this is actually beyond the pace I thought we were at. So we're going to get near, or maybe even make it to, 30,000 uniques 
in May. Now, probably about a thousand of those were some proxies that got blocked from people attempting to connect here who were banned. But if you take like a thousand of those away, uh, we still have uh, in the high 20s uh, of thousands of IPs connecting to Poker Fraud Alert. Now, of course, that doesn't mean we have high 20,000 people connecting to the site because a lot of people have multiple IPs even without trying to. Like, you, For example, if you go on your home computer, you go on your work computer, and you go on your phone, those are three different unique IPs for the same person. So, so and you go to your friend's house, there's another unique IP. Your mom's house, there's another unique IP. So uh, I can't tell you how many unique people we have, but what I can tell you is that these are very good numbers, and these are numbers beyond what I expected. And I, I'm not going to be comparing us to other sites, but I'll tell you that these are numbers I'm very happy with, and what makes me especially happy is that it shows that we actually have a lot of lurkers here. So it wasn't, I was a little worried that when I put up the site that we'd get a lot of activity from people who are uh, dedicated to it and who are like in the mainstream of, the, of this little community, but that as far as lurkers, it's going to be hard to get them because they won't really, won't really know we're out here. But the word has obviously gotten out, and we do have a lot of lurkers from those numbers. So Exactly. Uh, just a couple more things. Yeah, so when I when I come out this year for you guys, I'm sure I got Drex's uh, number there and a meetup. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be bringing some, uh, you know, I know last time, uh, Todd, you missed out on uh, you were staying at, on the Canadian maple syrup and all the other stuff that I brought. <laughs> That's true. And uh, <laughs> going to bring some stuff out, uh, some salmon jerky and some smoked salmon and some ketchup potato chips, which I know you guys can't get. And also, um, oh, just a real quick thing. It's not really a, a quote, poker fraud, but it's kind of a, a fraud in a way. And it's kind of more along the lines of website design. Have you ever heard of Getty Images? Yes. Oh, I have. I use them. Okay. They, they, they are a total scam. Really? Well, really? What in they, what okay. way? Okay, well, you can go and buy your picture for 20 bucks or whatever, okay? But what they do, they've totally changed their business model. What they do, okay, for I had a, I got a website. Let's just call it Business ABC. It, it's not even a registered business. I just have a website called whatever, ABC Business. And okay. I was, you know how you go on and do your searches for the uh, yeah. pictures and placeholders uh -huh. or whatever? Okay. Well, and I, I haven't really done much with this site. I get a letter in the email addressed to ABC Business Legal Department. Oh. And it's from Getty Images, saying that I've used one of their images without purchasing it. How do they okay, know that? So this is like, well, because they have bots that scan the Internet, right? And, then they t and, they, and they even included a picture of my website with the image, like, circled, right? So oh, because you put it on the web without giving... On the web, yeah, it's on the web, yeah. But, I mean, okay. so, so what's happened is they are saying I have copyright infringement. Yeah, now, that is true. They didn't, you have it, to it, it, it is true only if they can prove to me they have an agreement with the photographer that took that and they own the rights to that picture, which, of course, they didn't prove. Okay. Guess how much for, like I say, a $20 image you can get for a year or six months, a little tiny, you know, two by two. Mm, Guess how much they want me to pay them. $1,200? $1,200. <laughs> wow. wow. And so I did, a, I did a Google search for Getty Images demand letter, and there's, uh -huh. this, there's tons of information. There's this one really big forum. And what they've changed their business model to is these bots searching and scaring people into paying them. 
and they try to make it just enough that you, when you phone them, oh, okay, well, you know, if you take it down, we'll change it from 1200 to like uh, 700 Well, you know, it's interesting because I have used their images many times in the past, uh, and I've never received one of those letters, but I think it's because I probably changed the image so substantially before I use it and, and publicize it that it can't be recognized. So my recommendation to you is don't just take something straight off of their site and then publicize it. Well, the you thing have is, I didn't take it off alter their site. It. Yeah, oh. I didn't take it off their site. What I did is I got it off a of Google image. Just, oh, okay, this looks good, right? Oh, so, right. So what you have to okay. do, anybody but doing that... But even if you're taking them. something off of Google image, you have to look for the source, and you do have to be wary of, you know, the, its origins and if there's any money due. Um, exactly. Now, how how are you publicizing? Are you just taking the image straight off Google Images and then using it? For no, I, well, I just download it and then put it on my site, right? Okay, why don't you like send it to me first? Okay, my advice is send it to me. Let me alter it substantially so that it can't be recognized. In other words, I will make the original image uh, such that it would be questionable where it came from. And then they wouldn't have a case. Yeah, I yeah, think a lot of this, by the way... I've taken it down altogether. Yeah, I, I have a um, feeling that a lot then, of this is, is what you're saying. It's scare tactics. It's, it's that if they, uh, if they have a bot that searches for this, and then they just fire off a ton are of... Are you hot-linking from their site? Are you saving it? No, no, no. I downloaded it to my computer, and then I uploaded okay. it to my server. Yeah, I think what they're doing but, is they're just having bots search for images that are identical or very similar to theirs, and then they just fire off a ton of letters out demanding $1,200, and then if people are dumb enough to pay it, they, of course, are happy to get it. Have you tried just uh, downloading it and flipping it so that it's, you know, um, No, because, I I mean, there's, like I said, I put a link in there. There's um, called extortionletterinfo.com. Like, it's a a web uh, site just dedicated to this. And these guys are lawyers, and they're so pissed off at these guys, right? And there's yeah. a bunch of good information in there. And basically, um, even if it's similar, they can still actually um, take you to court. Now, I'm in Canada, so, you know, what? I read all this stuff, and I decided, you know what, screw those bastards. I'm not even going to respond. Because if you respond to their letter and say, you know, I'm so sorry, I took it down, it won't happen again, you know, you're admitting guilt. Yeah, you, know, you, so, you know what, you're you know, right. Let me, let me tell you further. They must have sent out so many of these letters, and they're hoping for a bite. So the, the best case scenario for them is you pay the 1200 The second best is that they talk you down, you know, you talk them down to less and still pay them something uh, that's outrageous, like a few hundred bucks. And then, uh, you know, all the way down to, you know, any money they can get. But uh, they must send out so many of these, and just it must be like an automated process. And that's when they yeah. send out this many, they end up mm-hmm. making a lot of money, even if the very, very, very vast majority of them get ignored. So, what the smartest thing to do is to just put it in the garbage. But you know, well, this yeah, is the advantage to having a Photoshopper on staff, because you can take an image and do so many things to it that by the time you're done, although it retains the original essence. It is completely different from yeah. where it started. Well, I agree that's a good idea well, to start off with, but I think that once you've already gotten in their crosshairs, you might as well just completely clear yourself of... Uh, well, exactly. Right, don't use them anymore. That's their business model. And like I said, there's a few... Anybody doing any website, there's a, you can just Google, like, reverse image lookup, and there's a few sites, like three or four I have bookmarked now, and you upload the image, and then it will tell you. It'll show up as Giddy Images, or there's other sites like Giddy that sell these. 
but um, it's it's just so bad. It pisses you off so much. And like I'm lucky because I'm in Canada, and there's no cases of them ever suing anybody in Canada. But in the states, they have sued people and taken them to court. Yeah. But what do you okay. real just real to wrap it up real quickly? What what they had on TechCrunch is a website like tech thing. They had their CEO stating that people can use their images until such a time when their business starts making money, then they have to purchase it. So you better believe I downloaded that video in case anything ever happens. <laughs> and anyway, it's just a big it's just a big racket. It's yeah, that's interesting. Crazy. It is interesting, but if you would like to utilize my services, please contact me via PM, yeah, and I can prevent these things from happening. Yeah, that's, that's a generous offer. Okay, right, anyway, so, guys, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to give you guys a call when I'm out there. Like I said, I hey, Matt, definitely message yeah. me uh, a day or two before you get here, okay? Yeah, okay, and I got your number, okay. All right, yeah, text me or okay, just get a hold of me. Thanks for calling in, bud. We'll, we'll see you in a few, oh, few weeks, man. Cletus is going to be driving around on a scooter for anybody that wants for, like, a fee <laughs> for World Series. No, he said, he goes, if you need supplies, just he gave me his number. I'm sure it's the same for other people. He'll drive around and do stuff for you. So oh, interesting. So wait for him to make some money. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Take care. Godspeed. All right, Matt. Godspeed. So, uh, Matt, did we steal that from my gun? No, actually, I, I uh, you know, what's funny, and I mean, I don't want to talk a lot about this, but a lot of these phrases I've coined, so I have no problem, I'm not going to sit here and, <laughs> right. like, and, and no, like, I started the Godspeed phase, I, there are a lot of words that I've coined, oh. and he, yeah, so I have the trademark, he got the Wisner and the divorce, it's kind of odd, but, that, yeah, I'm not giving my words that I've coin to him. No, no. It's, it's, like, right. it's like whatever you bring into a marriage. You. Yeah, it's like whatever you yes. bring into a marriage, you get to keep. Yes, exactly. I brought Godspeed. I brought a number of stuff that he's still... Uh, no, right. that would be like me having to... Uh, and, and we know the truth now. That would be okay. like me having to give up the Colonel and an Alvin Finkelstein. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, yes. come with, but you're come not going to go back and have hate sex. No, no. <laughs> okay. So, just so can we call Jenny? Well, no, she's actually on my couch right now. Oh, um, my I'm God. In my office. She's on my couch. She's on a phone call. I think it's business. But as soon as she's going to come into the office, I'm going to hand her the headset for uh, better quality, and you guys are going to conduct the interview. Okay. And I'm going to okay. listen. I don't have it set up here so we both can be connected. Okay. She's going to be coming here in a couple minutes. So do you guys want to talk about a couple other things? Uh, well, yeah. Brandon, by the way, would you like I could connect you on uh, with your phone number and you can listen yeah, on okay. the phone? We could do that if you want. It's fine. If not, I'm just going to listen outside or, you know, next to her with the iPhone. Yeah. Either Jess, way. Jess, is she naked? No, she is actually fully clothed. She's wearing pajamas and a T-shirt. Hmm. Are they cute, sexy pajamas? You know, I didn't really notice. I just opened the door and I came back here to uh, yeah, get back on that's radio. That's how dedicated Brandon is to radio that he just... Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even have a He doesn't even notice when a porn star comes I, into his house. I think we need a thorough description of the pajamas. I'm sorry, but... I, I don't know. I, I saw a picture of her in pajamas. Uh, po I posted it on our site a while ago. They're just kind of normal pajamas that you're just like comfortable mm, in. Boring. I know, but I think she's just coming over as a friend, not really for... Uh, no, yeah, anybody who comes over in pajamas is asking for, you know... I mean, yeah, there's nothing... Uh, we Honestly, people are going to either laugh or mock me or not believe me, but we really have... If anything, like a brother-sister relationship. There's no uh, sexual anything between us. I don't, there's no, I mean, I don't, it's not my thing. I think a porn star is coming over at 9 p.m. tonight, but uh, there's she's nothing going to happen. coming here to do radio, and then I told her afterwards, not as a, uh, you know, because she's coming over anyhow. I haven't seen her, I don't know, in about a week or so. And I told her after mm -hmm. I got off with radio, we'd go get a bite to eat or something. So I, I, I actually believe Brandon about it. I, okay. I believe Brandon right. that there's nothing going on. So, and I'll, I'll submit you the bill for this. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know I'll, I'll, 
Get on. Oh. All right. Okay. Uh, by the way, the the three winners uh, of the tournament tonight: uh, thirty-five dollars for first, fifteen dollars for second, and five dollars for third. And just contact me if you won, and I will ship you the money. And I, I prematurely announced before that uh, it was over, but I guess Matt the Rat finished second. The German, whoever that is, finished first. And uh, uh, Shiz Money, that's who finished third. So. Oh, Shiz, I love him. He's awesome. Now, let me ask you guys your opinion on this. A little later, you know, we're going to talk about uh, who I spent this past weekend with and just the situation. <laughs> yes. Now, tell me if this is wrong, because, I, you know, I'm very weird about this. I don't mind throwing myself out there and just talking about my life. I, it's just, I, for the most part, feel comfortable. But she said she knows that I do a radio show, and, you know, she knows what it's about. She's listened to some of it, like, in archives that, of shows I've done, but she wanted to listen live. Is and she okay with us talking about her? Well, that's the thing. I, she, she just texted me. She just got out of work, and she said to me, hey, how do I listen to your show right now? Can I, or am I invading your boundaries? So um, I didn't know if, I, and I just told her that, because like, I wanted to, you know, she can't, I don't think she could find me. Yeah, like, you know, she Googled my name and you know, would be able to figure out how to listen here live. But I think it's probably a better idea that I do not have her listen live because then I can be more open. And, you know, like, I might, it just, I want to be open. I want to tell the story the way it was. And But, Jack, so I think if you're going to talk about a person, regardless of their yes, ability to tune thing. in, okay. Okay. you right. need to clear it with them first. Oh, she knows yeah. I'm going to talk about her. Okay. okay, that's not okay. the question. It's just I don't know if I want her to listen live. Well, I think it might be a turnoff. I, I would say it would be. But, you know, if you Wait, turn off her first. A, a turn well, off that I'm not letting her words, listen live? No, in other words, you're publicizing the private details of a sexual and perhaps romantic relationship. Mm. And many girls don't want that out there. So you, I told her I was going to use an alias, though. But she's okay with it being discussed. I told her I was going to talk to her about radio, and she thought she thought it was cute. But I mean, good, yeah. good. Then we're then we're clear to go. <laughs> I, I think you just need to make sure that whatever you say, if she hears later, is not going to come back to bite you. Well, that's that's yeah, but see, it could, and then that's the that, well, see, that's the conflict that I have. Those are the boundaries because I want to be honest with my audience and honest with the people that listen. But at the same time, I don't want to ruin what could potentially be a good relationship. Well, so, are you that's thinking the thing. that this could be the one? I mean, I never know these days. Who knows anymore? I mean, yeah, like if things it could be the one. Then don't do it. We can, we have. But it makes for such good radio, though. But you are you going to sacrifice your? Well, it's not even really okay. This is the thing. It's not really embarrassing to her. It's more something that happened to me with her that I was going to disclose tonight well, and get advice from you since you're a woman. Okay with you, and you're willing to sacrifice the possibility of this relationship. Uh, going somewhere, then I'm fine with it. But I just wanted to warn you that yeah, I don't want it to do that. be the death now. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I mean, and we have lots of other things. I mean, look, we've got Jenny. Well, you know what? Let's do the. Okay, let me actually see where. Hold on. Jenny! Miss Anderson, your audience wants you. <laughs> Jenny, come and talk to us. Uh, <laughs> what's. Hold on one second. Jenny, how long do you think you're going to be? Hey, you guys talk for a second. Let me go check on Jenny. Okay, we, okay. Need, to, we need to uh, talk amongst ourselves. Now, uh, do you want to do the Ken's Collier call while we're waiting for Jenny? Uh, I wish we could, but he has to call me, and he has not called yet, so he okay. may not call. It's like just whenever he 
gets to a payphone, he calls, and he may or may not call me tonight. So, well, do you want to do the Ask Vowels segment? Yeah, we can do that in the meantime. Uh, okay. Um, well, I've got some questions already that have been coming in, but they're <laughs> a little out there. Well, we you can, can answer. What you, you don't have to answer every single one of the chat room's questions, but uh, I know I'm. You can I'm pick really the best fine ones to answer. Whatever, I mean, whatever you guys put out there, I'm fine with talking about. So, the first question that I picked up on was from Short Bus Poker. And he wanted to know if you had to go poker les, uh, and your only choices were Vanessa Selbst, Kathy Liebert, and Annie Duke, which one do you pick? So uh, I will be very honest here, and I will say I, I am not averse to going poker les, um, but these are three difficult choices. Um, <laughs> and I guess Lacey Jones is not an option. No. So. Um, I'm going to go, and this is going to surprise some of you, but I'm going to go with Annie Duke because wow. I I just want to hate sucker. So I know it's terrible and everybody hates her and they think that she's a horrible person, but I find her sexy in a weird kind of way, so I, I would definitely do Annie Duke. Now, Vanessa, you know, we could have like a weird gay thing. Where well, I was saying with her, at least you kind of feel like you were the man. No, I would be the girl. I would be the girl no matter what. No, that's what I'm so, saying. He's like, but you'd feel like if you're with Vanessa, at least you could kind of pretend like you're being with a guy at that point. Oh, with Vanessa? Yeah. Yeah, I think she would give me like a strap-on kind of experience. So yeah, you may be right about that. Well, even just the way she looks, like you, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to kind of convince yourself that you're actually mm-hmm. being with a guy at that point. So that's. I don't know. I think it's a big stretch. She has a vagina, so you can't really get around that. Um, and she does kind of look like a woman. I don't know. I don't think they'd do it. Hmm. Well, but then there's Kathy Lieber. <laughs> I just, I can't even picture that scenario. I'm sorry, Kathy, if you're listening. Um, no, that would be tough for me. I, I think it would have to be Annie. Okay, so, any, any wins uh, out there. A weird there. question and a weird response. But, yeah. well, uh, I'm glad you answered it. That's, uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> it's honest. So, oh, I'm sorry. Allegedly has a vagina, according <laughs> to <laughs> Dark Star. Okay, so uh, what other questions were asked of you there? Did you uh, note any others? Uh, another question was um, regarding uh, anal cleanliness. Well, uh, God. Well, what was the question is, about it? Well, the the question is basically, uh, does it matter if a man keeps his anus clean? I would think yes. Uh, well, uh, what do you do, Jeff? Do you clean your anus before you get into bed with your girlfriend? Yes. I mean, I, ladies I and gentlemen, am I interrupting? We have. Uh, I don't even know. I, you I actually interrupted at the perfect point. I think we need Jenny Anderson since she is signing. An exclusive agreement only to go where I go. Is that correct, Jenny? Wherever you go, you follow me? That's correct, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we need to have a theme song for her, some kind of opening music. But ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Ms. Jenny Anderson, live in Drexel Studio. Brandon, would you like me to call you right now? You want to press anything? Hi, Jenny. Hi, how are you guys? Hello, Jenny. I'm glad to have you on the show here. Go ahead. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you know, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, Go ahead. you're good. Okay, sorry. I was um, busy on the phone with um, somebody very important in my life that he just came back into my life. Um, really? A couple of days ago. Um, yeah, so I just had to step away on the phone there for a little bit. Okay. Now, who is this person? Is he a boyfriend? Um, 
I don't think that we've ever really officially been called boyfriend-girlfriend, but he, I've known him now, I think, for four years, and um, he is the four, first boy I ever had sex with or kiss or anything like that uh, when I was 17, and he was 21. Um, so you have feelings for this guy? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. always. It's never, you know, it's never gone away. And we kind of what is that? I'm, I'm, trying, I'm just trying to put thing. Brandon on the phone. <laughs> is that your boyfriend calling no, back? No, that's me. I'm trying to put oh. Brandon on. Okay. I'll turn there. Okay. okay. I, I'm sorry, Jenny. Okay. Go on. I just want to put Brandon on with us here. Um, and I don't know what I was saying. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. We play phone tag. Kind of. Not really phone tag, but um, we're always um, in contact with each other for like a couple months, and then something happens, and he gets like upset, and then he'll just like tell me, you know, we need a break or something like that, and then we won't talk for a year. And then a year later, I'm like, all right, I'll hit him back up, and we start all over again. Um, so this time, it was two years, actually a year and a half, but I haven't seen him in two years, and I was randomly trying to, like, figure out his phone number, and I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. So, I mean, is this person somebody who accepts your current lifestyle? Um, he doesn't even actually know what I do, but he did accept it, like, a year and a half ago when I, last time we talked. Okay. But since I haven't done it in two years, or a year and a half, actually, since that whole thing happened, um, you know, there's no bad whole thing. But, you know, yeah. What, what whole thing? Yeah, we don't know what yeah, whole thing. Tell us what that yeah, is. What whole, Give us a background. Yeah. About what? About how you got into this industry. Oh, it's just so random. Um... Well, um, I, a lot of people know I came out here to Vegas, oh, and God. I was, <laughs> yeah, let her talk, let her it's okay, talk. no, I just know where this is going, but okay, go ahead, I'm really quiet. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people know the story, but of course, um, Brandon was supposed to take me from the airport, and he didn't, um, so I got stuck at the airport for eight hours, and, um, I just... I was for a long time, and eventually just got over it. Like, it's just, you know, there's no I point if he did that. Uh, well, apparently he was really sick, and I don't have any reason to doubt him. Um, but, of course, you know, if I wasn't angry because he couldn't pick me up. I was more angry that he couldn't tell me more ahead of time. Were you um, in love with him? What, Brandon? Yeah. Were you? Did you have a crush on him? No, Brandon and I are just friends. <laughs> so you, you saw him more as a person who could help you get to Las Vegas and make it there? Um. Well, no, I don't really see him that way. He just told me to, like, I should move out here. And so I kind of just, like, I did. I don't think that he, I mean, we were talking about it, and he was like, yeah, I hope you and blah, blah, you can stay with me. And I think I took the approach a little too fast. I just bought a plane ticket, and he really wasn't expecting that. Um. So I think, you know, it's also my fault. It's not just his fault, but it's my fault for not giving him more of a head warning also. But um, were you, did you have a sexual relationship with him at that point, or was it just purely friends? No, it's just friends. We've always just been friends. Never sexual, never, nothing. Okay. And you didn't suspect that perhaps he might want something more? Um, <laughs> should, I, should I say Brandon? Tell us. You, tell you can be honest. I mean, yeah, it's fine. I mean, when I first met Brandon, you know, of course, he was like, you're really sexy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I kind of figured that he might want something more, but... Have you seen his ass? <laughs> no, 
Oh, no, no, I haven't. Okay. I haven't seen anything. It just really turned into, because I really, I don't know if I actually haven't said anything to him, but I don't even think I even said anything to him. We just really never went down that path. I'm more now like a little sister, big brother kind of thing. So, Jenny, what was your primary reason for wanting to come to Vegas? Did you want to start a new career? Were you looking for a complete change of life? Were things bad at home? Um, things weren't, like, bad at home, but they're never good. Um, yeah, I wanted to get away from my mom. <laughs> was she controlling you? Uh, she wasn't really controlling me, but she never really supports me in anything that I do. Uh, what, are, what are the things that you wanted to do that she wouldn't support? It sounds like a therapy session. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> curious about that. Um... I mean, just anything. Like, she always thought, like, I was a really bad kid and that I was drinking and blah, 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 and I was <laughs> out. And, well, I, was, I was never that way. Um, even here in Vegas, I've been here for three years, and I have only seriously gone to one club. Um, I don't drink, and, I, you know, I don't party. I don't do drugs. Like, I don't. Um, I'm kind of like great. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, that? I missed that. He was saying she stays home most of the time. Home. You know, I just realized I've never home. met Jenny Anderson. I'm one of the few who's never met her. So, Jenny, did you have a very active sexual life as a teenager? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. So the whole sex thing didn't come in until later. Oh, yeah. I mean, it didn't really come in until um, I moved out here and I started doing porn, I guess. Well, you did How have sex with, you? You, you had sex you had with, uh, with Never Heap, Dan, Dan Boba, though, right? Um, the first time was with Steve, and that was, like, right before I turned 18. And then after that, I had a boyfriend for a year. His name was Brian. Um, so, of course, of course, I had that. But other than that, those two... Wait, 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 where uh, did uh, Dan the, Boba come in? Oh, God, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> How can you forget Dan Boba? He's hard to forget. Um, You know what? He's pretty fucking easy to forget. Um, oh, he's not too good in bed? You know what? Honestly, I honestly don't even remember. Yeah, it's like, funny. The, the two of them both don't really remember much of it. That's the funny thing. Interesting. A lot of drugs or very drunk? Um, No, I was totally normal. I don't know if he was on anything, though. The but you did story before that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you remember the story you told us uh, many, many years ago? This was four years ago about when he was at your apartment and he just smoked a little bit of weed and started breaking everything in your kitchen? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I think that was the second time I ever saw him. And for some reason, he, like, wanted to come over to my place and, like, chill. And, you know, I had roommates and whatever. And I was like, okay. How old were you? Um, how old was I? How old? 19? No, you were 19 years old, and you hadn't had a lot of sexual experience prior to that, and, and never wanted to come over to your place. Yeah, and I was like, you know, like whatever. Um, and my roommates like smoke weed, and so they offered him some, and I had no idea of his background. Like I had no idea the drugs. I had I had no idea. Um, I'm not sure responsible for his delinquency. Well, no, no but <laughs> he was over at your place, and he got a little wasted, it sounds like. Well, he, he, I don't think he was drinking anything. He just smoked a little weed, and he seriously went psycho. Like, I locked myself into my bedroom, and he kept walking up and down the hall and was banging on my door to open the bedroom, and I was like, no, you need to go home. Did he and have sex? No, he just wanted to, like... He didn't want to be, I don't know what he wanted. Like, honestly, he freaked out my 
roommates, and they were trying to get him to leave. And they were like, Julia, open the door, please. He's going to break down your door. And I'll give him something other than regular weed. Sounds um, like some kind of weird drug. I, do, I actually don't know. All I know is that he smoked weed. So when I left him, he was smoking weed with my roommate's boyfriend. Um, so, like, I went to well, the... Debbie, I hate to be, you know, this upfront, but can you tell us at what point you had sex with him? Oh, that was, like, I think that was even before that. Uh, so like, this, this experience uh, post-dated the sexual... Yeah, like it was kind of at the point where I was trying to get him like out of my life, but I was just, I'm really nice, like I'm not a bitch or anything like that, so. And you didn't, you figured, hey, I've slept with this guy, I want to be nice. Um, well, I mean, I'm just always nice, aren't I, Brandon? <laughs> no matter if I just slept with you or not. Um, so when, once you've had sex with a guy, do you feel some sort of allegiance, like you have to be kind to him, even if he turns into a raving freak? Um, no, I was just, I think that as I grow older, I kind of become more rude, but back then I was really, really nice. <laughs> For sure, you were 19, so. Um, I don't, you know, I really, I really don't I really remember that night with him, but. And was that the last encounter? Essential-wise? Well, just in general, did you associate with him afterward? Not after he went berserk in my, um apartment. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess what happened after that was that Brandon got to know her th- kind of through Dan Boba, and then uh, um, you know, then they became friends, and then she eventually came out to Vegas uh, so, you know, to, to, to kind of start fresh. What the story was, what the exact story was, for everyone who really wants to know the beginning, is that this Jenny Anderson in Never Heave had a sexual encounter, and Jenny Anderson thought that she might have been pregnant. Okay. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. This was actually discussed on radio. Right. Um, you're on radio for this. And that was the first time Jenny Anderson ever appeared on radio. And this is when she lived in uh, was Mountain View, was in Mountain View, California. And she was working at Long's Drugstore. So Never Heed was freaking out and somehow told her that I would, if they did have a kid, everything would be okay because I would be the kid's godfather. <laughs> I never met. I had never met Jenny Anderson or even talked to her before. Other than her being on radio. <laughs> that is actually very true. I forgot about that, but oh that is God. very true. So anyhow, never heed in an act of absolute brilliance, gives this girl my phone number, who I'd never talked to, didn't know, and she calls me and tells me that she may be pregnant, but never heed says it'll be okay because I'd be the godfather. <laughs> and that was, that was really the start of it. I'm sorry. I'm picturing Brandon as the godfather of my child. <laughs> Yeah. That is hilarious. So that is, that okay. is how it began. And okay. I'm sorry? I, that just makes everything all right. <laughs> yeah. And that, that is, and, and again, as I stated before, Jenny and I have become very good friends. And, you know, some people have said, oh, you pay her. I mean, we're really like brother and sister. We eat meals. We talk. We gossip. Just like normal friends. I mean, she knows that I'm not judgmental about how she lives her life, what she does, I mean, just anything in general. Like, in fact, most of the time when we hang out, we don't even talk about that stuff. It's just normal, everyday, you know, just, I don't know. She's, I'm not a really judgmental person. I mean, she knows that. Jenny, you, could, you, you would agree with that, wouldn't you? 
Oh, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Danny, at some point, and, and this was after the Never Heap incident, and of course we are paying extra attention to that because he is a member of our community, but at some point you decided you wanted to break into the porn industry, yes? Um. Well, I mean, it just kind of happened. Um. Yeah, I mean, I always give everything, like, one try. So I moved out here, and I was bouncing from house to house, and um, so I met this um guy that I was doing a photo shoot for, and um, he was all like, well, I know somebody that you can make some good money in a couple hours, and, you know, you can kind of start. And I was like, all right, well, what is that? And he was all like, videos, and he, whatever, he explained it to me, and, um, you know, he said, you'll fly to Arizona, and you'll spend a night over there, and blah, 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 you do this and that, and then you fly straight home with $1,200 cash. And I was like, all right, this sounds really fun. Well, I was really scared, but, of course, I didn't, and, um... Did you After that, actually having sex with somebody, or were you just required to get naked on camera? Um, wasn't that one that required? That one required getting naked, photo shoot. Um, was, that the, was that the casting? Was that the casting couch? Was that your first one? Um, yeah, I think so. What, what was that? He yeah, was that the one with, like, the really loud... or something? Yeah. There was one with, like, a really loud exactly. slapping sound while you were having sex with a guy. Like, it went, like... It went, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I think that was the casting couch, but the one before that was with a different guy. So, when you're sitting on the couch, and he's got a camera on you, and he's asking you to do these various sex acts... Uh, do you feel any sense of discomfort, or are you comfortable and happy with the situation? Um, you know, I don't really, I think I just kind of went numb. Like, I didn't really, if, you know, I wasn't in it to be enjoying it like most people that get into it. Um, so you didn't have an orgasm? Oh, never. Okay. Now, you had to, you had to fake having one, though, right? Yes. <laughs> Now, are you still capable of having an orgasm, even though you've sort of taken on this other identity where you're on camera uh, doing these acts, but in your private life, when you're making love to somebody that you care about, are you still capable of getting off? Oh, yes, very much so. It's, it's so different, um, you know, doing it in your personal life than doing it on camera where there's like five people around you and a video here and a camera here and somebody's telling you to do this and, you know, you have your um, male guy actor and it's very different. Well, I wanted to ask you about your experience with Ron Jeremy because uh, I was informed that you had to make a film and in that uh, video you actually had to give Ron Jeremy head. Is that true? <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> okay. so, a lot of girls out there, and I don't know if our guy listeners can relate to this, but a lot of girls are like, ew, Ron Jeremy's so gross. So tell me, please, how were you able to do this? Did you not look at his face? Uh, did you just concentrate on his genitals? Well, there was, it was how an interesting scene, actually. Okay. She, she uh, went on a slip and slide, 
And so she like, ran up to the slip and slide, which is full of water, and then slid all the way to the end of the slip and slide, and then actually... You've never seen this video? And then, and then, and then, the, and then unbelievably, with her mouth open as she's sliding in the slip and slide, she gets to the end of it and lands, like, right on his dick and, like, just starts sucking you. It was amazing. Now, Tony, was that the largest penis that you've ever had down your throat? Um, you know what? I can't say that because he is so old now that he really, um, he really can't, like, get hard. Um, he, like, has to hold his own dick. Um, <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous. Like, he shouldn't be in porn in the first place. It was ridiculous. He couldn't, um, keep it up for the life of him. But he and, um, so that's why he gets in. So he well, yes. wasn't hard, in, and you had his cock in your mouth. Were you able to get him hard? Um, I think so, but I can't really tell because, like, he always had, like, his hand at the bottom, and, like, he was always holding it because otherwise it seriously just goes limp. Like, <laughs> how many inches would you estimate he was soft? Um, I don't think I really paid that close attention. So, I mean, was it bigger than, let's say, from your hand, if you hold out your arm, was it bigger from than your forefinger to your elbow? No, that's like insanely large. Okay, so you've never had anything that big. Uh, no. Okay, and it was not a turn on in any way. Definitely not. Did you look up at his face, or did you try to avoid eye contact? Um, I try to avoid it as much as possible because he's like a big kisser, and he is so gross. Um. It was just gross. He like tried to. He like seriously like shoved his tongue down my throat, and like I was trying to pull away, and it's just like he holds you. Like he he holds you down the whole like shoot. We had a whole different idea for the shoot, and he like walks in and just changes the whole shoot because he's Ron German. He can do whatever he wants. Well, whose idea was the slip and slide? Was it his idea to do the slip and slide or was it Madonna? Would you say right? Not like, hot. <laughs> yeah, it's just disgusting. Yeah. I've never even heard of him before. My agent called me and was all like, "Um, do you know Ron Jeremy?" And I was seriously like driving in L.A. with my friend Nick, and I was like, "No, I don't know Ron Jeremy." And Nick looks over at me and says, "You don't know Ron Jeremy?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, who is he?" Well, well hang on. Hang on a second. I have one question though. Whose idea was the slip and slide? Was this one of his creative changes, or was that already in the script? No, that's definitely one of his creative changes. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's a genius. So, okay. So, I'm not in front of my computer. If anyone, could, if anyone can find it, that gift, that video, post in the chat. I know Bowles has never seen it I have before. never seen and it, I'm not in front of my computer. I'm dying to see it now. Um, now uh, what the hell? Are you? So, I'll, I'll let people... How much you made from uh, putting Ron Jeremy's cock in your mouth? I really want to know how much this paid. Oh, I don't even remember. Um, come on, come on, give us a, like an estimate. Yeah. I, um, I didn't pay any more than any of my other shoots. Like, it's not like he gave me more or anything. Faster. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think if I'm correct, it was twelve hundred. Twelve hundred dollars to put Ron Jeremy's cock in your mouth, ladies and gentlemen. You can, you too can. Well, not just hold on, not just put his cock in her mouth, but do but a perfect slip, slip do a perfect slip and slide where she lands right in the right spot. I mean, this is not easy to do. This this requires yeah. some slip and slide talent. 
with, with well, a several... Well, it definitely has to do it, you know, a couple times. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, so. that takes away a little bit of the allure, but... Okay, I think so it was just posted you? here. I think Crow Diddley, who's one of our uh, best users, yeah, he, he just posted a GIF of this. Oh, thank you. I'm thank looking you. at it right now. It's beautiful. I'm about to look at this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you look lovely. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> it is not you, but his stomach that makes it really yeah. yeah. He's like hairy and fat. Ooh. Okay. Well, actually, I'm seeing even, now... Even flaccid, he is quite well endowed. Yeah, I'm seeing now that what happened was she actually <laughs> hit her head on his stomach first oh, when she gets to the end. <laughs> it's a little bouncing area. <laughs> How many takes, Jen, did it take? Um, of the slip and slide? Yeah. Um, I think, I think we did three or four, but then it was also reversed where I was at the end and he had a slip and slide. Um, I don't, I don't think it's out of these in the video is what you guys don't see. Um, but he Wait, what did he slip and slide into? Which hole? Oh, good Lord. No, he didn't, no, he didn't put his, no, he didn't put his dick inside me. He slipped inside with his mouth. Uh, towards my seat. So, like, what I did to him, he did to me, because he just wanted to try it. No, but, yes, yeah, I got to see Ron Jeremy slip and slide himself. This is truly your claim to fame. You realize that, right? <laughs> I mean, because the, you'll never have quite the, I mean, this is, um, uh, you know, a true, uh, let's say, a memorable moment now, in porn. Yeah, now, whose house was this at? Was this in the San Fernando <laughs> Valley, or was this in Las Vegas? Like, where, where was this house? Well, this was in L.A. Okay. Tell us, I mean, you can you can say what you want about him, but he is Ron Jeremy. I mean, he is it's a legend. Ron Jeremy, and, and he's a legend, absolutely. I mean, this guy is big, so this is this is her moment. This is her, and unfortunately, Jenny, whether you uh, like it or not, eventually this will be your uh, crowning moment. Your, <laughs> the, you know, what people remember you for. Yeah, you know, you're lucky when you did that slip and slide thing that he didn't put an eye out there with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've probably paid a lot more. It might have been worth it. Um, no. One of our listeners, uh, Pete, would like to know. Um, oh yeah, get a question. And I don't really understand this question, but I will just repeat it as it was posted. Uh, do you like older men, and have you ever done it on a hover round? A hover round? What's I don't hover-round? know what that is. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I don't either. Um, do I like older men? Like, how old? Well, I, how, what's your cutoff? At the uh, point where it becomes disgusting. Yeah, seriously. Well, my last ex-boyfriend was 36. 36 is good. Um, So I don't call that old. That's not old. Well, what about uh, me, for example? I, new 40, so. Yeah, I'm 40 years old. Would 40 seem old to you, or is that uh, still in the range? Yeah, would you give drop a blowjob? I don't know. That might be cutting it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'm getting kind of up there. Well, what if you had a nice, hot, tight body? Um. Well, if you looked really damn good, then, you know, then it's okay. okay. Well, I'll, I'll show her a picture. I'm going to put myself on mute. Well, no, but Sorry, the, I, I, I don't know which picture you have of me, though. There's some pictures yeah, better than well, others. Well, I was, I was just going to Google... I was just going to Google, you know, whatever came up, I'd show her. Well, you know what's okay. unfortunate is uh, I don't look all that much like I did, say, like when I won the bracelet back in 05. It's, <laughs> I, I, I've kind of changed some since then. So if I want to get a true opinion from Jenny Anderson, I'd like to have her see the current me. They've, 
Okay. Well, when I was Jeff, 33. Please, please produce a picture of you in your current state. It's completely naked. Yeah, should and, it be one of my ass? Let us know. Brandon, I totally lost your web browser. That's okay. Uh, Jenny, would you would you be willing to do a guy who was <laughs> extremely rich but not so good looking, perhaps older? Um, is he going to be paying me for that? Yeah, let's say that he was willing to pay you like a half a year's worth sal- of your current salary. Um, sure. Well, actually, okay. we, we so should. It get, wouldn't matter. That actually kind of gets us to the next part here, where. Uh, um, I hear that you're really not doing porn anymore because of a uh, lack of opportunity in California because they've made some changes to the industry. Is that true? Um, they have made changes, um, but I actually stopped a long time ago. I stopped like two years ago. Um, but, I mean, there's um, in California, I guess there's a new rule going out that now all guys have to wear condoms. So all of the porn companies are getting a little bit scared because they're not, I mean, people aren't going to want, you know, want to watch videos with guys with condoms on. So there's talk about companies actually moving out to Vegas because that rule isn't in Vegas, only in California. Hmm. How much would you charge just for a blowjob? Regardless Uh, of the guy. I don't know. I have no idea. We'll get to that a little bit uh, later there we, in, in the interview okay. because we th- that'll bring us to our second part. So, so since you stopped doing the porn, why did you stop doing it two years ago? Oh, because at that time it was um, in October, I think, and that whole like like outbreak happened out there where the the place where you're supposed to get tested like failed one of the tests with this like black guy and he gave what did he give to like a lot of girls i forgot age. what it was he age <laughs> age is age he gave the age, age? Huh? oh my god yes yes it was age yes i don't think it was age it, it was but does that slow you down a little it was age it was like it was okay. a huge the whole the whole porn industry, if anyone wants to Google it, it was roughly two years ago, basically came to a standstill in California once this, when this happened. Actually, yeah. I, I know who it, was responsible it, for this, who, who made the whole thing. I know who was patient zero in this uh, whole situation. Oh, really? Yeah, here, here, listen. Jenny, our listeners are asking, uh, would you do a dick girl? Oh, this is Santa Claus. Saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. <laughs> Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Okay. Responsible. And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer. The reindeer all oh, is blue. Yeah. They know what he's going through. <laughs> that was a song about what happened two years ago in the porn industry. Mm. Awful, awful. Um, I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, Jenny, our listeners are asking um, in in the chat room if you would be averse to doing a chick with a dick. What the hell is a chick with a dick? Well, you know, there's some women who are sort of, let's say, uh, transsexual. And let's say one of them is very masculine and she has a strap-on or some sort of uh, false penis. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no. So do you, do you not consider yourself bisexual? Would you not do a, a girl-girl scene? 
Um, I have done girl-girl scenes, but my girl-girl scenes are with girls that actually look like Girl, well, no. So that's the question, really. Is if okay. if you were with a, what if there was a girl who looked really pretty, except she had a penis and it was real? Like it was a dude <laughs> yeah. who uh, who dressed like a girl and and uh, who otherwise looked like one, except had a real <laughs> penis. W- would you do that, or would that be too weird for you? Um, I think that would be a little, just a little bit too weird. Okay. So what? I mean, we we do have to determine what is the line that you will draw. So. Basically, it's anything that is within the realm of normality that pays enough, but it has to be somebody that's not too disgusting, yes? Yes. Okay. okay I can I can clarify something just because I love the things I know. Like, Jenny has expressed to you that she has never had sex with a black male before. What? Is that, really? Yeah, Why? I, um... I just find, I'm, I know, I'm sorry, but I just, I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm not attracted to them. What about Mexicans? Or not Latino? attracted to, no, I'm not attracted to them either. So you like white guys? Yes. Oh. And Asians. They have to be young. Oh, can they be Asian? Or Asians are good. Right? <laughs> oh, wait, just to, like, have sex with, not actually get into a relationship with? Well, yeah, yeah we're so... We're talking about work-wise, not... not well, there, we not haven't... Okay, work, okay, work-wise, okay, yeah, Asians are fine. Yes, okay. I, I want to... Uh, not a black man. Nope. So what is it? Is it just that you're afraid of the size of the penis, or are you just not attracted to the skin color? Um, I'm just not attracted to the whole thing. Like, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves, the, you know, how they think they're so cool when they're really not. But come on, um, Ron Jeremy versus a hot black guy? Really? Um, I'll probably take Ron Jeremy over oh a hot my, black guy. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. Are you serious? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I can tell which way that What about Asians? What is it about Asians that are attractive just in terms of, like, not, you know, relationship-wise, but just the pure sex part of the industry? Nothing. They just have a fucking small dick, and I don't feel anything, so it's even easier. Okay. So if a man, if a, if a hot black guy had a small penis, that would be okay? Nope. No. So you won't I do think what she's saying is not about, it's not about the penis size. It's just like she's not in the interracial sex. Yeah, I, I think I understand what she's saying here. She's saying that really? uh, oh, she, she has to at least be, like, a little bit attracted to them to do this, but as far as work is concerned, uh, she likes the Asians for the reason she stated, that it's it, it's an easier job, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. way easier. Yeah. And they come, they come faster, I imagine? Um, yeah, they actually do. Now, can you, do you clean yourself after these uh, shoots? I mean, do you, like, do a douche or something to get them out of you? Um, well, they actually, like, you know, um, they never come inside you. If, if you see a video like that, it's always fake where, like, before they do that scene, they, like, whip up some, like, what is it? Sometimes it's lotion with something else or sometimes it's, um, it's I didn't, I didn't know that. It's fake. It's completely fake. And they'll stick it inside okay. you and then um, make it seem like the guy just came inside you. And so, like, you never know that it was actually fake. Oh, wow. So these guys ever... But even if even if they didn't come, they still had their cock in there. So do you do, like, a, some sort of vinegar or something to get vinegar. the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you use? You use vinegar? So you do clean it. Yeah. My, mind, my mind is so blown. So all those cream pie sheets that I've seen, none of those are real? They're all fake? Yep. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. 
Good Drop, did you know that? I, I, you know, I didn't know that, but it's so disappointing. I just learned that, that everything I see on TV, even supposed like reality things, are fake. Like everything's fake. You didn't know that? Uh, no. No, I thought no. Neither did I. Jeez, everything's yeah, fake. Yeah, all scripted. Damn it. I'm not, never yeah. going to watch that. Wow. Never going to surf that accidental cream pie fight again. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know I don't want to keep Jenny on too long, but uh, I guess one other thing I want to cover, we never really touched on this uh, other than like maybe one episode, and, uh, you know, we can go into this another time, but Jenny once was very close to girlfriends, and I don't believe they ever did a girl-on-girl scene, but she was, they were very close for, she was very close friends with the infamous Megan Fox, a.k.a. Young Smooth. Ooh. Okay, I don't know. I, I'm sure Druff knows this. But yeah, I, yeah. So what, what exactly months. happened with that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I met her in Florida. Um, whatever, whatever. Anyway, we became, like, really, really, really close and good friends. And we take showers together, take baths together, and do, you know, do everything right. together. Um, now, did you have a sexual relationship? I, I don't even know this. Did you no, guys ever I do never... No, she always wanted to, okay. but I just, like, never went down that path because I just didn't want to. Um, okay. And yeah, when you took bubble baths and stuff, it was more like, like little kids taking baths. It was, like, harmless, innocent kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it really wasn't anything. We would sit in the bath and talk about stuff and, you know, just do our thing. Um, you know, kiss here mm-hmm. and there, but it wasn't, like, making out sessions. Um, right. In the bathtub? Yeah. Ooh. She'd always want me like, to take baths with her. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so uh, you're in the bathtub, and she's leaning forward, and she's kissing you, and there's no arousal in your part? Yeah, what do you do? Just like, oh, okay, well, thank you for kissing me. Let's, uh, let's wash now. Well, it wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't like I'm making out with her. It was just like a quick peck. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. wasn't... Um, and she didn't touch yeah. you in any of your... Private parts. I see. I mean, I, I'm sure she's like touched my boobs and stuff like that, but other than that, I don't think so. Okay, so, so when she touched your boobs, it wasn't arousing. No, I mean, I just, I just, um, no, it wasn't like anything like that for me. But you know, I don't care if we, you know, we, of course, we see each other naked. We, you know, because we did porn. But do you have a lot of arousal in your nipple area? Like if somebody uh, puts no. your nipple in their mouth, it doesn't really excite no, you. No. So what what does it take to excite you? <laughs> um, well, we're kind of gearing away from the story. Let me finish the story. Okay. Um, anyway, we're really good friends, and she called me um, saying, like always, she's broke and blah, blah, blah. And so I told her, I was like, listen, I can get you a job out here. Um, you know, I'll buy you a plane ticket out here, and you can stay at my house for free and you know, just, like, pay me back for the plane ticket, um, and we'll be good, and so, you know, she came out here, and, um, you know, you know, paid for a plane ticket, and she ate all my food, and she stayed in my house, didn't pay any rent, didn't pay for any food, I got her a job, so started making money, um, she never paid me back, and, of course, I was like, you can't have guys over, like, I didn't want anybody coming over t- to my house or anything like that, and she was, like, into black guys at that point, so I really did not want any guys coming over, um, and she was, like, not happy with that and whatever, and this was the time, also, again, with Steve, he had just broken up with me, um, so I asked her politely, like, not mean, like, I'm sitting there crying, and I, 
I texted her saying, can you spend a night somewhere else, just tonight, so I can deal with Steve and he can come get his shit and whatever. And um, she completely took it the wrong way. Like, she thought I was kicking her out. I wasn't kicking her out. I just asked her... This is her one night. No, it was my place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you were just letting her stay there as a favor, right? Yeah, I was letting her stay there until she gets back on her feet. I gave her a job. I bought her a plane ticket. I'm, you know, I'm housing her. I'm feeding her. You know, I'm not complaining about anything. You know, You're not like doing anything for this. This is I'm, exactly. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not getting anything from this at all. Now, did you and tell her when she was when she was over there staying with you? Did you specifically mention that black guys can't come over, or did you just say you didn't want guys coming? I just said I didn't want any guys. Okay. Um, and she didn't like understand, and you know, because I know she likes to go out and party, and you know, bring guys home, and I just I didn't want because I knew she was going to stay there forever. I didn't want random guys knowing where I live and, you know, coming and randomly and be like, oh, is Megan here? I'll be like, no. <laughs> you know, like, I just, I didn't want the effect of it later on. Now, not to get too far off the subject, but at some point her taste and men switched during your friendship. Is that correct? Yeah, she, like, completely got into black guys, and I think she did, like, a um, a shoot in L.A. or something. I don't know. But after that, her first black man, it just switched completely. So, like, um, she really could be the poster child for once you go black, you never go back. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think so. Because, I mean, literally, like, she, she went black and she never came back, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she has a child with a white man. Um, so yeah, I think that that really did happen to her. Well, yeah, I was going to ask about that. Wow. I heard something about her having a child, but I, I never really see evidence of a child being around. I've seen a few pictures of her with a kid, but I always assumed that was like a uh, a niece or a nephew or something. Uh, so w where is her kid? Is it with the father? No. Um. Uh, last time I heard, um, her parents, well, her parents would always take care of her son, and her parents, last time I heard, her parents were actually taking her and her baby daddy to court to try to get custody of their son, wow. because he doesn't take care of him, she is never home, you know, she's always in LA or here in Vegas doing porn or escorting her, so she's never back home to even take care of him, so last time I heard, that was like a year and a half ago, um, they were taking, you know, her to court to try to get custody. So I don't know what happened in that case, but. Now, word on the street is she's pregnant once again. Yes, that is word on the street. Wow. <laughs> From a nice. fucking black man that dumped her and left her. Wow. So, uh, so Jeff, have you, have you followed these escapades? You know what? Megan? I actually have not followed it. I didn't know she was pregnant. I just learned this right now. But uh, I, I would love yeah. to – I know it would take a long time. It would take over 20 years to get the answer on this. But I would love to know what the actual odds would be of either of these children ending up with a Ph.D., <laughs> and by the way, we'd like our listeners to know that uh, we don't necessarily endorse uh, Jenny's attitude toward black people. <laughs> don't you think we should get that out? Well, we should. Um, we have some black mean, listeners, too. I, fact, we well, I mean, I, you know, Jenny, I mean, I know her, and she's not racist. Uh, you know, I, I, at least I don't Come think on, she is. She won't make it with a black guy. She's kind of racist. You know what? I probably am a little bit, but you know, if you want to hang out, I have I have black friends. Like I have no problem with that. I'm just not gonna be in a relationship but, but with you. Hold on. 
going to have sex with you. Let's play devil's advocate, though, Val. So to say that it's Druff, I'm going to assume. And I I bet a sizable amount of money that Druff has never had sex with a black woman. That would be and, true. And I, would bet a, and I bet a sizable amount of money that Druff, for the most part, for, not you know, for racism reasons, it's well, probably just not. A, Druff, is this true? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're sure. I've, I've never had sex with a black woman. Yeah. So, okay. so playing devil's advocate, though, <laughs> would that make would that make Druff racist? No, but if he was saying that he would never have sex with a black woman simply based well, on the fact that her skin color was dark, that well, would no, be that wouldn't be the reason. I'm just, me. Yeah, yeah, the same it's thing. Not like, like I'm just not like, attracted to black girls. Dark. It's the way that they act and walk and dress, and it's just not okay, the way they act. People from Okay, I can't prove it. That is racist. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit racist. I guess. <laughs> well, when you say it's the way they act, they walk, they talk, they smell. I mean, that's that's really I mean, what racist. Come on. I mean, there's black people who are middle class, upper class. I mean, from all different. Okay, well, I have that. Class. You know, I, I think we should introduce. I think we should John introduce. John uh, is racist. Yeah, we should introduce Jenny Anderson here to uh, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> There you go, or you know, one of those really white black guys who, you know, uh, yeah. What about the uh, what about Carlton from the Fresh Prince? <laughs> what about him? Now, now, Jenny, one more thing uh, I wanted to mention is one of my most outspoken critics on these forums, Limitless. You know, remember we made a video for him. Oh, uh, he thinks nice. that yes, I'm just an awful person, Jenny, and I'm using you and abusing you and <laughs> and all these awful things. I mean, how would you describe the day in the life of our friendship? I mean, you know who better than a lot of these people in the forums do. Just because you know my habits and my sleeping patterns and my poker and the things that go on in my personal life. How would you just describe, how, how do you respond to Limitless, who's a drunken Canadian who, who is such an outspoken critic of mine? Okay. Um, I don't know. How do you want me to respond? <laughs> well, I mean, is this guy a good friend to you? Let's just be honest here. I mean, has he shown you true friendship? Oh, yeah. Brandon takes me out to eat all the time, lets me come over and watch his TV. What if Brandon was black? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then that'd be a whole different story. It would. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Well, I think this has been very enlightening, and I think it's fascinating. So what's your plan for the future? I mean, do you plan on doing porn for a while until well, you have a, a savings, or what's your plan? Well, I, I thought you that you're uh, doing the escorting thing now, right? Um, well, yes, actually, in the moment, not doing either. Oh, okay. Oh, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> One of our listeners wants to know what was the latest book that you've read. Latest book that I read. That's a really good question because I did read a book about a month ago, but I forgot the name of it. Okay, so we can't go there. But you do like to read from time to time. Okay, and I mean, aside from utilizing, obviously, what are your best assets? Uh, what else do you think that uh, you could do for a living? I mean, seeing as how this has become a, a troublesome career. Um, I don't know. I actually have a job interview. When, what's the job interview? On Thursday, I have a job interview for a company that's marketing. Um, so... What about long we'll drugs? I bet they hire you back. So you're going you're gonna to break out of this industry and into something new then? Oh, yeah. I mean, I broke out of it like two years ago, so... Okay. Well, if you come to Phoenix, you can stay at my house and we'll... Good, <laughs> <laughs> good. Okay, okay. All right. 
Right, well, thank you, Jenny. I appreciate the... Yeah, I'm going to come back inside. Yeah, I appreciate the appearance of the show and... Uh, and, and all the answers to the questions, all these candid answers you're giving, I think that uh, yeah, our audience really enjoyed. And uh, <laughs> good stuff. I'd like to have you on here again. Thank you, Jenny. You're welcome. You guys have a great night. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here's Brandon. I think that was epic radio. I don't know about you, Yeah, John. I think people enjoyed it. It was an interesting segment. It was very interesting. Wait, who are we calling here? I'm not calling. I don't know. Uh, are you calling someone? Uh, okay. I'm back. I think I accidentally called Brandon's cell phone. Yeah, I'm back. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Brandon. We can hear you. Yeah, but I'm getting a little echo. Uh-oh. Not that again. We were doing so well with no echo. We were doing well. Yeah. I really enjoyed that segment, and I think I learned a lot, but I'm still... Not exactly sure what we learned. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. So, um, no, no chance of a Ken Scalia check-in, Jeff. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like he's probably not going to call me. I, I guess there's a chance he could call. Sometimes he'll call me as late as midnight. But uh, um, if I had to guess, I'd say the smart money is on. Uh, no call from him. Okay. But, uh, um, let's see. We we have some other things that uh, we still uh, have on the schedule here, and uh, you know it's funny because this show is only so far about half an hour longer than the previous show. Yet this one so far seems so much longer. It does. Well, I feel like we've really been through you know the experiences of a young porn star. So <laughs> I, I actually think I, we've learned I, about I the porn industry. It's getting a little bad. I think we learned about the, the cream pies and everything. Like uh, The cream pies. I, I really had no idea about yeah. that, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know either. That, I mean, that's, that's probably the one thing I took from that whole conversation. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> right, I'm back in the chat. Now. I don't know if anyone was chatting on me, but I was in the other room while that interview was going so, on. Let me, uh, let me cover some things here that uh, uh, we haven't talked about yet. Uh, uh, let's talk about Chino Ream and his oh, yeah. uh, attempt to hit up a recent World Poker Tour winner. Uh, this was the... Uh, here, here's the situation. Let me let me get to my... Do you have the link for it? Uh, I, I should go to the, the notes. I sent you the link in, this, in Skype. If not, I can send it to you. Well, yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah, I, not, have, uh, I have the tweet here. Okay, you found the tweet? Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, it said, this is from WSOP.com, actually. This is from the official World Series of Poker website. Freshly crowned World Poker Tour champion winner Marvin Rettenmeyer also joined the action a couple of tables over. This is about event number two. Mm-hmm. The German, I guess he's a German guy, tweeted about walking into Ream. Now, I don't, when he says walking into him, I think they mean like that he just kind of uh, happened to bump into him there uh, walking around, uh, who was out for more than just congratulating him. And then this is the tweet from Martin Rittenmeyer. Just arrived, Chino Ream goes, hey, you want to borrow me some money? You just won a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then Mar- Marvin Rittenmeyer said, give him credit for his humor. So the, the sad thing is that uh, Chino Ream was not joking. He's actually now approaching people that he just heard won money. 
<laughs> and uh, trying to see if they'll give him anything. So. I don't think Jenny would sleep with Chino Reem. I'm just guessing. No, I think she well, would because he's, he's, he's Asian. Asian. Yeah. But maybe she would for money because he'd be small. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to say that because maybe he's not, but... Yeah, I'm looking at his picture right now, and I'm I'm assuming he's small. Well, I, I don't know about that, but I'm uh, sorry, Gina. But I I can say that uh, she probably would give it a shot though if he paid her. That I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well, you can't blame a guy for trying. I mean, the guy was like uh, in in an environment where there were people winning big money, and you know he went for it. So. So that's uh, just a little thing I wanted to <laughs> mention about Chino Reem. And uh, another little story out of the World Series, uh, Carter Gill, whose phone number we now have, but uh, I think we'll try to give him a call next week. Yeah. Uh, he, he's allowed to play the World Series again after that whole thing last year where he... Didn't we, uh, wait, is this deja vu? Didn't we talk about this for the first time? <laughs> yeah, we, I, 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 I yeah, we already I, said all this. I guess we said it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let, let me talk a little bit about the... Lock Poker Pro, Casey Jarzebeck. And I know we started mentioning this a little bit, but didn't really get into the story. Um, Here's what happened. Uh, Casey Jarzebeck is known as Big Dog Pocket Fives online. He's a Lock Poker Pro. Apparently, a lot of people like him. So this isn't someone with a bad reputation or someone everyone thinks is shady. And it's not clear if he was staked for that event or if he put himself in. A lot of people are saying that he actually is known to stake other people, so it's probably likely that he put himself in. So if he put himself into the event, uh, the story I'm about to tell is really not that scandalous because it doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, The only way the story hurts anyone is if uh, he was actually being staked and was lying to the stakers. But basically, um, a tweet came from John Kim. John Kim, uh, I don't really know who he is, but... uh, This is what he tweeted. He said, What the hell? Following a notable on Twitter, referring to uh, this guy Casey, he's on my table. He busts by playing ace-6 horribly, then tweets he busted with queens losing to aces. And then he put hashtag, keep the backers happy. Oh, if he had backers, he would certainly want to lie about that sort of fiasco. So then, um, so of course... Big Dog Pocket Fives there had to respond to this because he, uh, if he said nothing, it would have looked really bad. So I knew he was going to deny it in some way. Even if he was completely guilty, I knew there was no chance he would say, yep, you caught me. I totally lied about my bust-out hand. Like, it's just no one's going to do that. Most people are going to make up excuses, and that's what happened here. I, I don't know for sure, obviously. It, it's possible that Casey's telling the truth. But what he said back was... Um, uh, let's see here. Um, just busted my um, home he- heads-up game. I forget that. Uh, he said, uh, oh, I see, he was making a joke about it. He put, just, bust- just busted my home heads-up game, ace, ten of clubs, the jacks, to blah, 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 two, three, four, six clubs board. And then he said, actually so pumped to bust early tomorrow so I can tweet the shit out of my bust-out hand. Big news. So he's mm. mocking He's mocking John Kim for this. Then he says, most accurate bust-out hands all summer long coming, LOL. Then he finally tweeted, wow, I guess I need to be more clear on bust-outs. I did lose queens to aces for most of my chips, then lost remainder with nut, nut flush draw a six. So what he was trying to say was that, yes, he busted with a six, but that was after he was short-stacked, and that he lost most of his chips on queens versus aces, 
and that's what uh, John Kim didn't mention. That's uh, the story being given by Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives. Now, a number of people on our site here, when this is being discussed, were actually backing Casey on this, saying they believed him and saying that he's a good guy and that uh, um, you know there's no reason for him to lie like this and he wasn't even being staked. So, you know, who's it really hurting? Uh, now, the actual tweet. This is what he wrote. This is the tweet that started it all. He put, QQ into AA, at least it wasn't a bad beat. Uh, just too short in these not to get QQ in the middle. Pool day. So pool day obviously is saying, I'm done playing poker for the day. I'm going to go sit by the pool because I busted. But the important part of this was, uh, QQ into AA, at least it wasn't a bad beat. Just too short in these not to get it in the middle. So... To me, that strongly implies that he got all of his chips in the middle. When you say get it in the middle, that's a term for going all in. So, he definitely went all in, it sounds like, with these queens, if he really even had this hand. So the question is, if he went all in with queens and busted against aces relatively early in the tournament, um, wouldn't that have either busted him or crippled him? You know, he'd have to have a lot more chips than the guy with the aces if he was going to survive that and have a decent number of chips. Now, um, here's my problem with Casey's story, that he lost most of his chips on those queens against aces and then, you know, lost the rest on the a6 hand, but he had so little by then it wasn't worth mentioning. That's basically what he's trying to say. John Kim reported that he played, quote, A6 horribly. Now, if you have a nut flush draw with A6, and you flop a flush draw, you know, you, you, you hardly have any chips. What's the move? Obviously, it's all in. Shove. Of yeah, course, like, like shove. There's, yeah, there's, there's even the biggest idiot in poker would realize that. Even the worst player would realize that you go all in with, with barely any chips if you got a nut flush draw. And a great player would think the same thing. It's like a very standard move that everyone will make. So why would John Kim ever say that he played A6 horribly if he hardly had any chips? Whose mic is that? I'm hearing... It's not mine. Is it? Okay, Vowels, it's not mine. Okay? Vowels? You okay? Uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, it's vowels. Did we lose vowels? Did something happen? Vowels? Uh-oh. We're hearing a lot of rustling in the background. Yes. What are you doing? Let me see. Did that fix it? Yeah, yeah. It's better now. Vowels, how how many drinks have you had since radio started? Two. Is that too many? Oh, no, that's fine. Perfect. Okay. Okay, so so, uh, getting back to this here. Four. (laughs) Obviously, if you've got a flush draw, it's very standard to get it in with very few chips. So why would John Kim have tweeted he played it horribly? You only tweet someone plays a flush draw horribly if they've got an ass load of chips and shoot them off on just a draw. So that really makes me think that he couldn't have lost that many chips on the supposed Queens versus Aces hand. Because if he did, then it wouldn't be bad at all to get them all in with a flush draw. So the only way that this could possibly not be the case is if he had a ton of chips then lost only some of them in those queens versus aces still had a decent number of chips and then shot them off in bad fashion with a flush draw but that's not what I'm really getting from the tweet the tweet he said queens into aces at least it wasn't a bad beat so like it sounds like what he's trying to say here is like yeah I busted queens against aces but hey at least it wasn't a bad beat I don't have to feel that bad like that's that's what he's trying to say there and just too short in these not to get it into the middle this is 
totally sounding like he's talking about a hand that either busted him or crippled him. Probably busted him. And I, I just have to say, no one's going to say you played A6 suited horribly if you're crippled. I mean, if you can pretty much play any hand you want if you're crippled. Because n no one's going to ever fault you for getting your money in with crap if you almost have no chips. So, I, I, unless John Kim completely made up the A6 being played horribly comment, I have to think that uh, this is probably a case where it's an after-the-fact cover-up because he got caught lying. Now, how bad is the lying, in my opinion? I think that if you're not being backed and you made a really dumb play, or a moderately dumb play, and you're afraid if you report the truth about what happened, people are going to look down on you and think less of your poker game, and you want to lie just to save your own image, I don't think it's that bad. Because you're not required to tell people how you busted from a tournament. You're not required to tweet updates. You're not required to let everyone know how you went out or how you lost most of your chips. So anything you want to say is up to you, and if if you want to say some bullshit to look better, you know, yes, it makes you a little bit of a liar, but it doesn't make you a bad person or someone you can't trust, because it's just someone doing it to protect their own image and it's not hurting anyone. Uh, the only thing I think would be bad about this is if he does have a backer, and he was put into this event by someone, and he's just putting that in order to look like he's, uh, um, you know, that that he's busting playing well rather than busting playing poorly. So, um, like, what do you guys think? Do you think he's, based on what I just told you here, do you think it's likely that this John Kim was correct with his account and that Big Dog Pocket Fives did lie or, or partially lie? Or do you think no, he's telling I, the truth? No, I do think you're onto something. I, I do think that he's probably uh, lying about this, but it, it's not necessarily because he has backers. Maybe it's just that he's uh, trying to cover up for bad play. We all do that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been tempting for me before when I've lost a lot of chips or busted, and then afterwards I think, oh, I shouldn't have done that, and like I'm a little bit embarrassed about the play I made. Like, I have to say, it has been tempting for a moment. For in, nobody, this is not even events where people bought pieces of me or anything like that. I'm just talking about, you know, where it's only my own money up, and it's tempting for me to want to tell a different story. And then I think, oh, why should I do that? You know, I, I should just be honest about this. And 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 I, but but you know. If you tell but now with the advent of Twitter and everything else, I mean, there's no detail left uncovered and everything's publicized. I, I suppose it would be, uh, you know, you'd probably want to lie a little bit. Yeah, well, to, I, yeah. To show that you were a good poker player. Yeah, that's the point. It's a lot of people. There's a lot of egos in poker, and if you if you do something that isn't a very good play, and you don't want to admit to it because then the public will start thinking that maybe you're really a donkey. Uh, I can kind of see doing that. So, uh, but the I'm, problem is, of course, covering for the lie and and being yeah. able to keep the lie up over time. That's and that's the problem. And you know, if you're caught in that, I don't know what the right move is. If just to make excuses like he did, or just to own up to it and say, yeah, I was kind of embarrassed. I made a donkey play, and yeah, I told the little white lie, but nobody's backing me. It didn't hurt anyone. Sorry, I won't do this again. Like, it's actually the best move to just admit that you kind of fudged things a little, and you were embarrassed and that you were trying to save face. I think people will respect you more for that. Yeah. All right. Well, so, no, I could be wrong. Our, our listeners are saying a lot of other things. Yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> I'm looking at chat. Yeah, so um, apparently, people are saying that uh, the lie is... Um, oh, wait. Atibak is saying, I totally agree with her on this one. Kid is ashamed. Cut him some slack. 
So we have one listener who agrees. Yeah, well, I, I don't. I think he deserves some slack to be cut to him if nobody was backing him, because then it, it was just a harmless lie. If uh, if someone was backing him, I think it's pretty bad. So I, I don't know if he was or wasn't, so I can't comment further. Well, Brandon, what do you think? I mean, is it in this day and age where everything you do is publicized online? Is it wrong to cover for bad play? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, what I tend to do is, if, whether it's even a cash game or a tournament, and I do something I, I just regret or, or just don't want people to know, I just won't tweet about it at all. You know, but I just if won't even say. Confronts you. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I have never lied about a hand. You know, so normally when I've misplayed hand, hands, botched hands, or even you know, a bust out in the tournament, or, or just anything in a way that uh, I don't want people to know I was embarrassed or just regretted, I just wouldn't, you know. But then again, you know what, I, I'm not a big tweeter anyhow in general in regards to poker. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. tweet more about life and what I'm doing than, like, you know, I mean, and maybe it's because, I mean, obviously I'm not, like, a huge name in poker because I don't play a lot of tournaments, and that's not my thing. I, you know, I'm never going to you know, play 30, 40 tournaments in a World Series, and it's just not what I enjoy. It's not, like, what I what I want doing. So I kind of get it. Like, there are people that are interested in Jeff Matson tweeting a hand every, you know, five minutes or ten minutes and giving information. Um, but Well, this guy obviously feels that he's of that caliber, so he feels that he doesn't have to tweet it. He, you know, established himself as somebody who tweets what's going on. So I think that he probably feels the pressure. I mean, obviously, it's it's unethical and it's dishonest. I mean, you know, but but we haven't proven that he was lying. I mean, we, well, I mean, we did I mean, get him on the phone and, and interview him. Well, assuming that that you know what we're saying and, and our logic is correct, and he was dishonest uh, for whatever reason, you know, whether he was worried or didn't want backers is a backer to know. Somebody was pointing on the chat that there was no way he was backed in, in a fifteen hundred dollar tournament, so the more likely it would be that he just was embarrassed, but. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't really have an opinion on it, but I, I think it's just kind of silly. Everyone has. I mean, everybody has botched hands. I mean, remember Phil Ivey? You know, probably the most famous, like at least that I've seen botched hand. I don't watch a lot of TV poker, you know, anymore. Or uh, you know, was the hand a couple of two years ago when he made the final table, and he had a flush and he mocked the winning flush at showdown. Um, to, I think, a guy just had an eight on ace, but no clubs, and there was a four flush on the board, and he misread his hand and mucked it. So, that, you know, people mocked him and, you know, just made comments about it for a couple of days, and it went away. So, I don't know. I don't really see what the big deal is. Um, you know, I remember uh, two years ago, I, I got knocked out rather early day one, uh, or not at the end of day one, but still rather early, considering that, you know, you get 30,000 chips, uh, you know, at the main event. Because I played aces, I slow played aces pre-flop, and uh, you know I let too, pe- too many people into the pot. I ended up flopping a straight. Somebody that was in the small blind uh, flopped the flush or whatever it was. You know I botched a hand. I ended up twittering about it, and like you know that was it. And I, I know I played it wrong. I thought about it right afterwards. I'm like shit. You know this is the main event, but I don't really care. You know I'm not the kind of person that's going to say I did this or that and just be dishonest. Like, I fucked up a hand. I played it awful at the main event of poker. And I Twitter, like, when people asked what I busted out, I told them the exact hand. So, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree with you that I think in this day and age where everything is in the limelight, it's better just to be real. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, another tournament thing that happened. And, uh, 
then we'll actually, I think we may be... Yes, I'm getting very... I mean, you know, I'm thinking four hours is... is <laughs> is that enough for you? Yes. Wow. And okay. I have a point star on my couch. Well, this you is from the guy who made it. Couch, yeah, so. right. yeah, she's hungry. And yeah, this is the guy who made a 24-hour <laughs> show one time, too. All right. So, um, Bodog Ari, also known as Ari Engel, uh, he got screwed at the Poker Stars-backed Latin American Poker Tour. Uh, basically, what happened was that he had pocket kings, and he raised the 750 before the flop. Nobody was in the hand yet. And a guy was trying to call with some hand that wasn't very good. Just trying to flat the 750 and see what he could flop. But the problem was that the Latin American Poker Tour, the $5,000 chips and the $100 chips, at least tournament chips we're talking about, look very similar in color. So the guy who was trying to call 750 accidentally grabbed a 5,000 instead of one of the 100s and hmm. ended up making an accidental raise to 5,000-something. Now, Bodogari was obviously pretty happy to see that. And I don't know when it was in the hand that it got interrupted, but uh, I think the guy complained when the dealers had raised or something like that. So the floor man was called over, and the floor man made the decision that the guy who put in the 5,000-something raise was allowed to take it all back and put out a call for 750. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with live tournament rules, because a lot of you are online players, and online you don't have these types of issues, but live tournament rules are basically, once you've put money out there, it's stuck. You, you can't take it back. There's no do-overs. It doesn't matter what you meant to do. The only way the money's not stuck is if you try to raise someone, but it's not enough to be considered a raise. So if like someone bets 700 and you raise it to 900, in no limit that's not considered a raise. It has to be one and a half times the bet. So that would be considered a call, and you'd be forced to take 200 of that 900 back and just make it a call. But in but that's the general rule in poker, is that whatever you throw out there, tough luck. It didn't matter if you meant to or didn't mean to that's what you put out there. So if you called when you meant to raise, tough luck. If you raise when you meant to call, tough luck. That's just part of the game. And that's a very, very standard rule that's held up over time. This was a huge departure from that rule in that they let the guy take back his bet and put back the 750 instead of 5,000 whatever. Ari was really angry about this because Kings had whatever this guy had crushed. And they told him, too bad, we're doing it in the spirit of the game. And that's the way the ruling stood. And Ari, to this point, is uh, he's trying to make a big deal over this. He's trying to get compensated in some way. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think they already told him no. They already told him that's the way it, it is. That's the way we did it. And tough luck. But I think he got screwed big time. And this story is particularly close to my heart because the exact same thing happened to me five years ago at the win. And that's part of the reason I will not play in the win poker room anymore. Uh, in February 2007, I played the win classic, which was a, uh, you know, a new tournament series at that point. And they had a very similar chip color problem where the 500s and 100s looked very much alike. Right. So what happened was I had like 2,200 chips. I had pocket 10s. 50-100 blinds, they made it 300. 
I uh, got a few callers, including a guy on the button. Flop came out king, rag, rag, rainbow, where it was like no draw possible. Basically, I'm ahead of everything except for uh, I, I, someone has a king or if someone uh, swapped a set. So I, I, okay. I liked the flop pretty much, except I wasn't all that thrilled with the king given the, uh, the cold callers. Anyway, I, I put out a bet of, I think, 700 when it checked to me, and uh, the guy on the button threw in 900. The two mm-hmm. blinds folded. Before it came back to me, the dealer said raise incorrectly, and Alan mm-hmm. Kessler, of all people, sitting next to me, piped up, that's not a raise, that's a call. You can't raise it to 900 from 700. You, the guy's got to take the 200 back and make it a call. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's true. Now, I wasn't saying anything because I didn't want to give away the strength of my hand, but Alan Kessler was doing all the talking for me. Well, the dealer didn't know what to do, so he called over the floor man. The floor man was actually a floor woman, a, a very bitchy, middle-aged woman. <laughs> and she said that because this guy meant to raise, she asked him what the story was, and the guy said, I was trying to raise him to 1700 but I grabbed some 100s instead of 500s because they look so much alike. So that's why I, was tr- I thought I raised it to 1700 It turned out I, I made such a small bet it wasn't a raise at all. So she said, well, I understand that's what you were trying to do. That's what you meant to do. So I'm going to rule that you can make a min raise to 1400 So at this point, the whole table blew up. Everyone got really angry. Everyone said, that's not how it works. It can't be what you meant to do. It's what you actually did. And, uh, right. you know, so, so the guy has to take back the chips. Now, at this point, finally, I spoke up, even though it's giving away that I'm very unhappy that I'm getting raised. But if, if the min raise I had to fold because it just wasn't worth calling another 700 when I'm pretty sure I'm behind him to two outs. I'm pretty sure he's But that's giving away your hand. It is, but otherwise I have to fold my hand so it doesn't matter. Right. So 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 at this point I pipe up and I I try to argue with her and I try to explain this and the whole table's backing me and she doesn't care. And she finally says, look, I'm tired of arguing about this. That's it. That's my decision. Um, And I said, well, I want your supervisor then. Can you bring over the tournament director? No, I'm not going to get my supervisor. I've made my decision. Now, you have 30 seconds to either act or fold. So, okay. so I, I threw away my hand. Mm. The, guy, the guy flashed me ace-king, so he really had it. Uh, but what was annoying is, had this been ruled correctly, I would have gotten a free card to catch that 10. And if I caught the 10, he would have never seen it coming, and I got a check, raised them all in. And, uh, so you uh, complained. And so, so I complained after I busted the tournament. I complained to the tournament director, who totally agreed with me. And he told me I was 100% right. He told me that he's going to look into this further, but that uh, from what he hears that I'm exactly right and that uh, he feels so bad for me of what happened here that he's going to refund my buy-in of $1,060. That seems more than fair. Well, yeah, I thought that was extremely generous. I wasn't looking for that, but of course I was going to be happy to take it. I, I, I did want some kind of compensation because I, I, you know, they violated a very obvious rule, and uh, you know, and she shouldn't have had the authority to do this. And he also told me that she should have gotten him when I asked for him, and that that was also wrong, and that he would have right. overruled it had she done that. So I yeah, felt I was, I, I felt I deserved some sort of compensation. I didn't think the whole buy-in back, but you know, if they were going to give it, great. Well, he told me he'd call me back. He didn't call me. It was impossible to reach the guy. He would never return my phone calls. I finally had to go down <laughs> to the wind and confront him and say, hey, you know, what about getting my buy-in back? 
What? I never offered you your buy-in back. He completely denied it, completely covered everything up, changed changed the story as to whether he agreed with me, telling me that he heard a different story from the woman. I'm like, okay, I'll bring Alan Kessler in. I'll bring all these other people on the table in. I I know a few of them. They'll all back me. No, 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 that's okay. I'm like, well, what do you mean that's okay? Is it it right or wrong? Look, uh, the decision was made. I'm sorry. There's nothing further we can do. Like, like his supervisor clearly told him it wasn't okay to refund your buy-in. Right, right. So, so, so they were trying to just sweep this under the rug. So then I, I, I got sure. to. A, I eventually talked to his supervisor. She also said she'd look into it, and of course she came back to me and told me that uh, again. You know, denied that he ever offered me the uh, the free buy-in. Denied that this whole thing happened the way I said it did. A huge cover-up. Mm-hmm. So I said, this thing stinks to high heaven. I'm never playing here again. And, and the, so, so is this other people's experience with a win as well? I mean, is this typical? I don't know. I haven't really followed what people thought of the win since then. But uh, th- to hear what Ari had to say, or I had to read what he had to say about what happened at the Latin American Poker Tour, it, it was so similar. It was it was a case of chips that looked similar in color. Uh, where, you right. know, first of all, they shouldn't have looked similar in color. It was a dumb decision on the tournament's part. But then when a, a player makes a mistake and should have to live with their own mistake because, you know, tournament poker, you have to just be careful not to make mistakes. That, that's part right. of the game. Rules are rules. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a player in baseball saying, hey, you know, that, uh, that strike you just called on me, uh, can we have that pitch over? Because I meant to swing at it, but I was, <laughs> I was, I was looking out at a bird flying by. Like, yeah, you know, it's not quite like that, but it's similar. Yeah, so uh, the, you, you can't do the, have these do-overs in tournament poker. Once once you mess something up, tough luck. you got to live with your, your screw-up. So, and, and I've had to live with my screw-ups before. I've screwed up a lot in the past in live tournaments, and, and I've nice. just had to deal with it. I've, and, I, and I was never mad or resentful about it. I just know it's part of the game. The only person I'm mad at when that happens is myself. But anyway... This was just so similar, and yet it's five years later, and nothing has changed. And we still have these dumb rulings. I mean, there should just be some rules that are in place for poker tournaments that you just absolutely, under no circumstances, ever break. And this should be one of them, that, uh, that action that's out there stays. And, uh, and if it's a call, then it's a call. If it's a raise, it's a raise, and tough luck. I mean, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. So I, I tried to get Ari on this show, and... You know, Ari and I have always been on very good terms, and you know, I have a lot of respect for him, and I think he has respect for me. But uh, he doesn't want to come and talk about this on radio yet because he doesn't want to trash the LAPT. He's still waiting for an outcome. Yeah, he doesn't want to ruin whatever chances he could have to, for some kind of uh, resolution. So I, I understand and respect that. Sure. But uh, anyway, he has been. You know, he was tweeting about it, and the poker community is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly on his side on this one. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course they should be. And what did the poker community think of my win situation? Well, nothing, because this is one of the rare cases, and you guys may not believe this, but this is one of the rare cases <laughs> where I never told the story. I, I told you didn't like, follow up on it. I told little bits of it years later, but the reason I didn't tell the story was that I was planning to wait a year, because it took so long to resolve this, the whole thing was over by then, their, their whole series. I was planning to wait until 2008 and then make a big deal about this, and, and really try to make the win look bad. And then when the 2008 one came, I just totally forgot about it. And It is surprising that you didn't follow up on this. Yeah, so this is really the first time I've, I've told this story in detail. And believe me, I would have never dredged up this five-year-old story had it not been <laughs> so similar to something that's going on that a lot of people are talking about in poker right now, what happened to Bodog Ari. So 
anyway, that uh, th that was the situation, and uh, I hope Ari gets. Well, maybe we can get him on uh, next show. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I will. I will ask him and see if he wants to come on. So, Brandon, uh, I, I'll leave it up to you if you want to do this last yeah, segment. Or I'm going to save it. Uh, I'm very hungry, and Julia's here, and we're going to go out and eat before everything closes. I guess the only thing I'll, I'll just say real fast. I'll, I'll give another update next week. It just was a very strange thing, and I, you know, I talk about my love life uh, on here and the trials and tribulations, but. A number of years ago, I actually had a crush on, this is what I, way before Pokemon, I worked in the casino industry, on a girl that I worked with when I first moved to Vegas. Cute little blonde girl. And uh, anyhow, she ended up getting married and moving away to somewhere in the Midwest a number of years ago. And then, of course, as it, as it always works out this way, uh, she contacted me a couple weeks ago on Facebook when she, she moved back to Vegas. And uh, we've spent some time together the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'll talk more about it next week. And I'm not, you know, not going to get into it now, but uh, plus vowels, when you kind of said that, it did make me think. But I had a great weekend. Um, I was camped out at the Red Rock for three days in a beautiful suite and just enjoyed room service and stayed in bed most of the time and just had a really great Memorial Day weekend. So I'll leave it at that for now. All right. Well, we we'll let you uh, you know think about what well, you made me think. That was actually yeah. Relationship. It was nothing bad. It's just I I made me think. You're right. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's yes. Maybe it's the wrong thing to do. Okay. I mean, there's nothing bad I was gonna say. You know, I mean, I like this girl. Yeah. So yeah. Really, to me, it's it's you know it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird feeling. Like, if you ever, like, I haven't really had a lot of crushes on girls. And, like, definitely not in a long time. But, like, I had this crush on this girl a long time ago, and she was, like, totally unattainable. You know, she had, like, she was engaged, and then, like, you just never think about it. And now, like, I just wake up in the morning, I'm like, wow, like, she's laying here in my arms. Like, you it's know, just a weird, you know, that's, actually, that's what I felt about Benjamin's mom. It's really exciting, but yes. she's trying to expose all these details. Yeah, that's, that's actually how I felt about Benjamin's mom, where, uh, you know, first, I, I had a crush on her in, in 1992, 1993, and then, you know, in 2009, here we are talking on Facebook again, and then uh, she comes to Vegas to see me, and, you know, I, it was it was kind of hard to believe that same girl from back then was laying with me at that point, and sometimes I even think back, wow, that's who is the mother of my child. Oh, because I just, you know, remember I'd go home and, like, you know, thinking back 10 years ago, and I'm like, oh, this girl's so hot. Like, I wish I could get her to, like, you know, pay attention to me. And, like, now I'm, like, at the Red Rock, and I'm, like, laying in, like, bed, and I'm looking at her first thing. You know, it's, it's just a weird kind of... And the thing I was going to say, it wasn't anything negative about her. It was just something that happened during our trip over the weekend. But you're probably right. I probably shouldn't talk about it, at least not yet. Uh, you're right. So we'll give you, uh, you know, another week to think about it yes. before you decide. Yeah. Okay. So how are we going to end this here since we're about 45 seconds from the end of the song? How are we going to end it by saying, what, what words are we going to say to end the whole thing? What did we do last week? It was some kind of Jewish something, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. It was a shalom, wasn't it? A big shalom. Okay, so thank you for listening to Poker Fraud Alert Radio with Druff, Drexel, and Vowels. Hope to see you next week, 7 p.m. Pacific. Another $50 free roll. And congratulations to the winners this week. Thank you, everybody. I want to announce real fast that uh, Filthy Limper Radio will be back next Thursday. I will be on it. Druff has been on it as well. And you can listen to that on VegasPokerRadio.com. And uh, Season 3... Well, with Jason and Kevin Wright, we will all be back next Thursday. Damn it, I so. had to pause my song for that. Here we go. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> Love to all the listeners, and especially those who are in chat. You guys are hilarious. Shalom. 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 <laughs> Bitch.